Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. I'm I'm getting to speak with one of my favorite people in the universe, Rachel True, and I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And with that said, you know, there is a lot of stuff that is going on in our world right now, and it just seems to be one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And I know for me, it can be very easy to sink into that bitter malaise. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to offer up some love to you guys. I, I, I'm so grateful that I, I get to do this podcast and that I, I get to utilize the platform that I've been given to elevate voices and that includes yours. So if you want to leave me a message, you can do it using voice bite. And then you just type in the name of my podcast and leave a message. And, um, you can also leave a Twitter message on S U A L W H M. And, uh, I'll, I'll start reading some of those in the upcoming weeks. Cause I really do like when I started this again, I said that I really wanted my audience to have a say too, and have a voice and, um, yeah, all that really good stuff. So I'm holding you guys in love. I hope you do have a beautiful, beautiful week. I hope that this podcast brightens your week just a little bit and, um, on with the show. Until next week. I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll think. tell you what I think. What's that you say? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. Shh. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't I'll care. You. I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Shut up and listen. Just let up like a fuck. <laughs> oh, do you mind if I get a couple hyperlapses, just videos of us? Dude, it's fine if you're like, go no. for it. Okay, I make little shorts on my. Okay, Dude, just want to make sure go you're. For it. You're Absolutely. not like. Give me. But one first thing. of all, I want to f- that that you just. I want that before I die. I do. I want to I want to experience that kind of bliss. What's your name? Hi, Lauren, Rachel. Nice to officially meet you. I was like, I might forget it, but I'm going <laughs> to fucking ask at least because because <laughs> I'm going to ask. How long do we um um go for, by the way? It, it, it's intuitive, so it can be, <laughs> it can be as, as short as 40 minutes. Okay. It can be as long as two and a half hours. Fair enough. No, I know. And but this is also why I asked for the clock. I'm also um, a, ta- I'm a talker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, and I love that you took off your... Oh, <laughs> yeah, is that all right? Yeah. I'm like... I we don't see the funky underside but like i like to be comfortable and you know what i was when i was getting dressed or went ready to come over i was like you know what i like about this i don't have to fucking worry about it you know what i mean like i'm gonna slap on some makeup because you know it makes me feel better but other than that i'm gonna wear casual be ca- i'm gonna do me i, I do 
which I appreciate about you because remember when you were on Alex's yeah. podcast, it's just that's that's what I like. Yeah, um, you know, because all the rest, like we can go we save it for when we're fucking working and need to put all that shit on. I hear it. Listen, man, I I hear ya. Now, I let hear me just ya. push my tit back in. I swear to God, my fucking tits grew like a size overnight. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm? You don't. Well, you got kind of. Well, you do have big boobs. No, I'll tell you what. Dude, is, I was a I was a B <laughs> until I was thirty three, and I grew into a double D. I'm like a fucking triple D, and it's hormones. We all know that, right? It's hormones because if my tits grow a size overnight, I'm like, some something's going on in my yeah. hormonal profile yeah. right now. That's okay though. I just was like, hashtag blessed. <laughs> I'm grateful. I love my Are boobs. Are you? I just I... tweeted the other day, like I, I'm so in love with my boobs. I hate to sound like that chick, but like I hate that I can't wear shirts and everything, and it's so hard to wear stuff, and I look three times bigger but you know than what? I am. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you what though. I will not wear a bra. I will go out without a bra. You have a you, that's no bra. No, oh, this is. Oh, you know what? Enjoy fucking youth while you can, because these titties used to be up here. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, listen, no. this is this is this is no, taking work. <laughs> it's taken. It literally. It's it's taken work. People have small tits. Don't understand what we're talking. I know. About. I know. Uh, are, but are, listen, I enjoy being a girl. I I got you. Are we are we ready? Are we good to go? Okay. And do we get? Because we're not going to wear headphones for this, if that's okay. Yeah. All right. Dude, trust me, I get it. I'll as well. <clears throat> you got it. I'll try to you look for it. you going, ah. <laughs> Is this good? Okay. Yeah. The last, the last pod interview <sighs> that we had, I ate the mic. Because I said, like, I'm not used to phallic things coming near my face. <laughs> You know what, though? I want to be used to it. I was just saying this to not to not defend your sensibilities, but my friend and I were like, you know what? I her and I need a good dick slapping. Just need a good fucking. You don't. I do. <laughs> There's an equivalent to that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, that is true. And everybody, welcome. Hello. It's another episode of Shut Up and Listen. And this guest, I mean, needs no introduction. I mean, she's brilliant, she's magical, she's incredible, and I'm so grateful that you're here, Rachel True. Oh, thank Welcome. you so much. Thank you so much for having me so much. Like, because I've known, first of all, of this girl forever, since the second she hit Hollywood, you know, not before, but I just, her movies, everything has been so integral to my experience in Hollywood, because you started in the 90s, you know? I did. Even though you're still a little baby. It's uh, true. You are, you're like, <laughs> to me, you're like a little child. Um, but you came on a podcast I did with Alec Mop, and you were so lovely and thoughtful. And um, I just, you know, I appreciate in this business that we're in, which is the business of being an artist, right? Yes. In all facets, not just acting, but it's directing and writing. Uh, I appreciate honesty and real connection, you know, because we have we live in a land of smoke and mirrors. So we have to be able to play the smoke and mirrors game. Absolutely. Yeah. We Because that is our paycheck. But at the same time, I like that you're, you know, you, you, see, you know who you are. I received that. And I, <laughs> I I say thank you. It's it's I mean, as you know, it's it's an evolutionary journey that really never ends, right? So like who I was 5 years ago isn't who I am now and who I am now is not going to be 
who I am. You know what I like? No, I love that you get that, though, because I do think, right, we're always striving to evolve, I think, as human beings in our own self and in our art and in our... You You would hope. You you know what you would hope. I would say some of us are striving towards that. And that's, um, you and I were talking outside because as well as acting and writing and other things I do, like I I love tarot cards because they are something that's helped me... um, help me decipher myself. You know, like I actually call them a shrink in a box because um, to me, it's a way of um, figuring out what's going on, you know, when, when things feel off. And then I can look at this reading instead of calling my friend up and being like, let me vomit up everything that's going on with me. Because what I realized as I grew and got older, because I think I used to do that when I was younger, like, feel my pain with me, be in this with me. And um, what I realized after much therapy was, you know, you're very reactionary, true. So maybe take a moment, (laughs) understand that you're going to be very reactionary for five to 45 minutes. So don't talk to anyone really during that period, which is very hard as a Scorpio. You're a Scorpio Capricorn as well. We're very, I mean, similar birth charts. So I'm assuming maybe you had moments of being... Or, or you're more pulled back than me. Are well, you you're never I'm, reactionary? So I, it, it depends on the situation. <laughs> and it also depends on the day. Yeah. It depends <laughs> on it if I've meditated that morning. It depends on if I have been actively engaging in my spiritual practice. If I'm writing my daily gratitude list. If I am... Uh, so people might think that's hokey, the gratitude list, but I love it oh, because no. it's it is, essential it, for my right? well-being. It's essential. Like that is what people don't get. It's essential to be stay in appreciation, right? And it's not. And, and, and here's the thing, too, at, at least for me, it's very easy for me to forget to do a gratitude list when things are going well. Yes. But isn't that isn't when things are going well, usually when we tend to get doled out. Two. I mean, some of us, when we get our success, does that not dull well, because people then, out? I, no, I don't think so. What I think it ends up being is that the ego... Well, that's what I'm... Yes. ...finds yes, yes. that, yes. ooh, we got some stuff to be excited about. <laughs> we got some stuff. It's great. And then we're going to take it, and we are going to build and build and build and build and build. And then I think I'm bigger than I think I am. Or it comes from a fear-based place Yes, because the truth is, is that at the end of the day, I don't feel worthy of what I'm getting to receive. No, uh, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what I meant by, and it's different phrasing, but dulled out because I think people get in their ego, right? And I am constantly having a conversation with my ego. And I'll be the first to admit, it's fucking ginormous. And you know it to a certain extent, it has to be as a performer, right? For Mm. us to get up in front of a camera or to go to an audition or whatever and say, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest for this. I'm I'm your choice. But But is that how you feel when you audition? First of all, I haven't been auditioning in a while. Like I'm on a break from acting, mostly because um, you know when people ask me, they're like, "What are you? What are you doing these days?" Oh, I'm searching for Deborah Winger, <laughs> and you're the only one who gets it, and that's why I like you because everyone's like, "Who's Deborah Winger? What do you mean?" And oh, I'm literally like, "No, I'm. I, that's where I am. Yeah. That's where I'm at." Okay. Because I didn't, as an actor, I think you'll understand this. I didn't plan on a break from town, Hollywood, right? Yeah. But now that I've had one and I'm, you know, exploring other sides of my creative self, um, I get that I needed it in a weird way because um, 30 plus years of manipulating my emotions yeah. and all of this, yeah. um, which I love, by the way, I do. I love acting so much. But I think uh, I had a forced break from it because I got sick first 
first of all. And in this town, like it was a benign thing, but it was a real drag and took forever to get over. And everyone, you know, nobody wants to be around someone sick. They're like, I'll catch it. Right. Like even if mentally in this town, it's very you're you're um, you're not desirable. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the break um, that way. But having having a break from from all of it has given me a little distance from auditioning, because honestly, I'm one of those actors. If you hire me, I'm probably gonna be real good. But I'm a fucking nervous wreck in the audition process. I do not enjoy auditioning. I, I mean, I do when I can say, Rachel, you're just going to show them what you're, you do. That's it. Instead of, I got to book this. Because that's the ego killing me, right? Yeah, it's the My fear. Ego. I am a failure if I do not book this. Yes. So once I took that out of it, like, for example, I did work on a show. I fucking love Better Things, Pamela Adlon's show, yeah. right? And um, they called me up out of the blue. And I'm writing a book. I sold a book. And so that's why I'm not focusing on auditions right now. Also, they were sending me up on grandma roles, which, you know, I'm not quite ready for it yet. <laughs> not the black grandma on the couch. Oh, son, we just got back from church See, that's not fucking me yet it will be in 10 years but i more. i i am shocked by girl this you are should not be i mean i literally one of my last auditions was um before before better things was me going to this thing and it was for like um a rapper's grandma and the producer literally looked at me and they go why are you here and i said i go where they tell me to go you know and they and they were like, next time I said I told them I wasn't right for this, and they yeah. said next time stand your ground. Yeah. So that's kind of why I was like, because also you know as a performer when you are constantly going in on things you're wrong for too, it's a shit feeling. I stopped. You did. I sto- oh, well, because here's the here's the truth, right? And this is just for me, and let me know if you identify. I mean, I started doing this when I was seven. <laughs> You know, and next year will be 30 years. Don't mark my wow. 30 year anniversary. That's crazy when we put it that way. I mean, for fuck's sake, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, um, like you've been manipulating your emotions for 30 plus years. 30 but I don't, years. but that's the thing is that I don't look at it as manipulation so much as I get to be a channel for Absolutely. a character to come through. And for me, it always starts on the page and it starts with the writing. And if the energy of the character is there, and I can identify with it just energetically, intuitively. Absolutely. Like, yes, great. And there are things that will come across my desk where I will say, I am not right for this at all. And I went through a period of time to appease my agents or my reps by saying yes to things that I intuitively felt were wrong well, maybe that's what i mean by manipulating my emotions you're when you clarify it that way it's not even the work we're doing because you're right you're right we're not even manipulating we're actually creating right but it was all that the, that the other side of hollywood which was pleasing your agents and trying to make them happy even though you know this is not what you want to be doing and and then they and then they tell you, you you're nothing if you don't and and i actually spent most of my career with agents and this is why i'm i don't have a team right now uh, because the, I was tired of people saying to me, um, you know, you know, you know, you're nothing and you're nobody, basically. And I was like, yeah, I fucking know already. I don't need my team to be reminding me of that, you know. Uh, and recently, I mean, like last year, year before, I think I met with a couple agents, and again, they're, you know, what they said to me was, well, you know, you're nobody, and you'd be starting over from scratch again. And I was like, okay, I get that, 
I'm not delusional. I understand when you take a break from town, even if you have a fucking body of work like I do, you are in a sense starting over. But what I thought was this is not how we're, we're entering into business together. You should be excited about me. You should be yeah. excited to be working with me, not telling me I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm time. I don't want that anymore in my life. I don't really have space for that yeah. in my life. So yeah. I'm sure you're with a team who's very encouraging of you. Well, I have a manager. And I also have a group of individuals that I am grateful. Um, have you had the same team your whole career? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's some people do. If you're listening, some I, people do, but no, most people we go around. You you go f to again where you feel like you're going to be best served. And that's and and that's the thing, you know. It's I I feel like I'm finally in a place in my life where I have a rep that I get to have a very honest, direct relationship with. Oh, and he, that's great. And he listens. Oh, see that? I mean, if you're Which a young actor out there, like what she's saying is is what you should be gravitating towards in a team because you may meet with someone who's got a fancy, fancy name, right? But if they don't have the enthusiasm exactly. and the honesty that you need, you're just going to be lost in it. Exactly. Team. And that's, I got into um, not an argument, but a very heated debate <laughs> with an agent. Not an argument because we're Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, it's see, such a conversation to us. Everyone else thinks it's arguing. And we're like, see, but this is what's interesting, <laughs> right? Because I, uh, I I have had, the, because I automatically am like, well, I have Mars in my, I have Mars in, um, God, what do I have? You have Mars some in? air sign in you. But I, I know you I, I have a lot yeah, of Yeah, I was like, you me. are, you're water, but I can tell you are, you're so much more thoughtful. Than I am. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You just take your time to think that's air energy. I aspire to that. And I have Mars unaspected in my 12th house. Uh, you know, so. Venus in. Venus is in Scorpio. Oh, yeah, mine too. In the 10th house. I have a stellium. So the majority of my stuff is in the 10th and 11th house with. So Some my most of my 12. stuff is in my tenth house as well. Yeah, almost all the planets. Yeah, just so you know. And by the way, I'm only just kind of um, as much as I've been into all this stuff and tarot cards like you since yeah. I was like a kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sort of learning about astrology. I was always my stepmother was real into it. I find it intriguing, but. I was always like, yeah, yeah, what, you know, whatever. And I do, again, I just keep thinking if it can control the tides, the planets, you know, and where they are, uh, you know, that has yes. an effect on us and our mood. Like, for instance, this last Scorpio full moon fucking killed me. How about you? You were like, it's great. Mine was, I died and was reborn and then died again and was reborn and then died once more time. It's a daily practice. <laughs> I mean, that's that, like, true, actually. Like, my wife and I have a production company called Life, Death, Life. So you know exactly what I'm talking Ab about. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, and and there's um, Clarissa, uh, Clarissa Estes, I can't think of, it's a three word name, but she wrote uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, here I go. <laughs> Eating a metaphorical dick. Um, <laughs> and I don't even have a chin, so I don't even know how it hit that. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to lick it. I'm like this. Uh, uh, uh. It's been so long since I've actually 
whatever it doesn't matter that's for my same for me same (laughs) been quite a long time actually wait quick story i gave um last bunch of boyfriends i had um none of them like blowjobs and i was like that's fine i have a very small mouth and a high palate it's fine (laughs) not no really works for me dudes right so um i gave my first blowjob in like i I don't know 15 years last year and it was crazy you know what i mean because i was just like ah dick in my face but honestly because i'm a straight lady it was kind of really fun that's awesome i know and it made me want more i don't necessarily want more dick in my face but i do want my partner i'm ready for like you keep talking about your wife i've never been married I've not been married. Nobody wants to marry me. So I was like, Rachel, you can you can say that, and that's a victimy space to say nobody wants to marry me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I can that's why I joke about it. But the truth is, I never made it a priority. I always thought that a relationship would destroy my career, would uh, really? take up my time, really? and yes, 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 because I was someone who. Uh, I, 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 um, what's it called? I transferred it to the wrong thing, right? Yeah. I put it on the career. If I do that, it'll stop my career. What it really was, was I needed to go into therapy and realize why I had like a mini nervous breakdown after every breakup yeah. because that detracted from my career not the dating it was my response right so that's where therapy and tarot and you know all this but therapy and tarot and all that helped so now that I've kind of set that aside I'm like no I I think there's some things you can only learn in concert with another person period I've done a much work on my own but you you have to bounce off your wife right because I mean and I feel that way with with every relationship you know there's and this is just for me. Like my wife is it's the most sacred relationship that I have. And it's different. Okay, so what made it so different cuz I I bet at some point in your life you thought you had that before, right? Or did you not? Did you never think you had this before? Well, I'd never I've never got married before. I was uh, engaged for five and a half years and I was in another long-term relationship neither one resulted in marriage gotcha you know and so i feel that there was definitely that space within that knows everything um that was like no like you'll know oh you know. gotcha gotcha and i knew in a moment really i knew in a moment it was just like oh fuck but not in a like not at first sight like fairytale no, moment. No, I know you're it, talking about. So what's the moment you're talking about? Because the rest of us get all caught up in that. Oh, that either either looks attraction or just you know I've been around somewhere where the energy was just so strong. Like okay, you know I did a thing on um an Instagram live on Twin Flames because I just yeah. listen. I believe we have. That, that there's someone who's meant for you. I just don't oh, yeah. buy into the whole limerent state of staying in abusive da 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 because that's well, your no. fucking twin flame. That's bullshit. You know, yeah. it's a it's a trap. I think for codependents and narcissists. But at the same time, when you say, I just do. I'm like, oh. And well, here's the here's the truth, right? I I hope that our marriage lasts for forty or fifty years. That is my hope. But I know that nothing is guaranteed, like not even whether or not I'm going to be alive by the end of the evening, like nothing is guaranteed. Right, right, right. So within that, at least for me, you know, I have done a lot of work on myself and each relationship has lent itself to the opportunity for me to 
see the darker side of self and the lighter side of self has allowed me to get clearer in terms of what it is that I desire versus what I don't. You did that through therapy, correct? Did that did that through therapy, did that through I think just desiring to be conscious and, also and aware more peace too i'm sure right just because uh, because i think your energy from mm-hmm. doing all this work mm-hmm. has got to have come less in the air and more in the middle right yeah and and also you know i and i i've talked about this um you know quite a quite a bit you know psychedelics were very helpful for me. Did you do microdosing or did you do just full on? So I had an experience where I was going to a therapist back in 2013. And I was going for a specific reason. I was in a deep depression, suicidal ideation. And we had done some work. And we got to a point where he said, I I think we've hit the ceiling, but I feel that ayahuasca might be very helpful for you. And I was like, ayahuasca, what? You, you didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I'm like, I'll try any drug. Because at that time I had been sober for 10 oh, years. Oh, because you're so, gosh. I, so was that I a was. hard choice for you to decide? Well, it to took do? me two years from the time it was first suggested. I did two years worth of intense research. Good girl, I read. Though. I read books upon books. I read articles. And I saw how helpful this indigenous plant medicine was for veterans suffering from PTSD, women that had suffered from PTSD due to sex trauma and assault, people that had suffered with alcoholism or chemical dependency, people that were just like me experiencing depression and and uh absolutely I, and i, I we're going to talk about ayahuasca because i'm fascinated with it but mm-hmm. also has anyone talked to you too about gut bacteria right and its connection to the brain and our chemistry no girl it is part of the it's you know it's part of the missing link because when okay. we talk about gut and gut instinct and all of that yeah. like i actually wrote a big um article and i'm like you i'm a little detective i'll research stuff yeah. right to the and i'll annotate it with doctor's studies so i'll pass this to you but really quickly for the people who are listening they're putting together the correlation between you know um without the right gut biome uh bacteria and because our diet is so fucked here yeah. um you cannot be happy because ser- serotonin in, and i'm not saying it's going to cure right we all have different things going on but serotonin is produced in the gut 90 percent of it and sent up to the brain through the vagus nerve vagus vagus nerve and um you have to have the right gut chemistry to process it and also for my friends who are on you know uh antidepressants and pills and things which are great they need them um you know, they, they wipe out gut bacteria. So we want to make sure to add in a probiotic and things like that. And this is part part of what the, the, the path I went on when I got sick, because I went on antidepressants and was put on Klonopin. And it turns out I had just a Klonopin, you know, is fucking heavy duty. You know what I'm saying? Like I fucking didn't need that shit. Okay. They put me on it because it's severe hormone imbalance. I had zero progesterone, which is the feel good hormone and too much estrogen by the size of my tits so ah. anyway i had to blah 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 get all that balanced and i, I I'm, just, I'm only speaking on this because i want my friends out there who are also maybe they are uh, you know bipolar and on a med great keep the med but add in some of these other things to make a more well-rounded 
mental state. You know what yes. I mean? Because I'm someone who used to be on Xanax and all these different things. And just, but I have a, I have a brain chemistry that didn't need it. That's the yeah. truth. Like some people have different brain chemistry than me and should stay on their meds, stay on their meds. I didn't need it because I remember going one day, I need to be feeling what I'm suppressing right now. I do. I need to be feeling it and thinking it. And um, it was very helpful for me. Now I don't take anything. I'm like, so granola. I don't even take Advil. Um, but back to ayahuasca. I have not tried it yet. I'm very interested. I've had a lot of people do it, right? Some are doing yeah. it just, hey, you're not a ayahuasca. Most people I know are doing it the way you did, though, yeah. a guided journey. Because yes. you clearly did it with a guide who is not on ayahuasca, right? I went down to Costa Rica. Oh, you did You did it the real, you uh, went down well, there. Because for me, it, it I'd, I'd, I'd reached a point in October of 2015 where I was in an incredibly, incredibly dark place. And I just said, all right, universe, if I'm meant to be doing this, bring it. Can like I just say Mother that your Ayahuasca. energy is really even lighter than when I first met you? Oh, like it is. Thanks. It's like, not that you were heavy then, yeah. but you were, you know, and you're zinging up here. So that's love. And it's also drugs, Ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you did it down there. How was it to do with a bunch of strangers? I'm petrified of that. I just don't want to, I'm not a control freak, but I guess I am a little bit, you know? Well, here's the thing for me that was the last stop on the bus because I was in October of 2015, afraid to drive my car for fear that I would drive it off the PCH. Gotcha. So I, who helped you get from that place, you know, where you're petrified and scared and, and fear, because I always say fear is, you know, fear is so debilitating for us all. It stops yeah. us all in our tracks. So someone had to help you, right? Get to that. Was it your therapist or? So I was, I was working with a therapist and I just, it, it, it I started to feel more and more uncomfortable in my body and knew that if this continued, I wasn't going to make it. And so... Which is a fucking scary place it's, to be. It's... And yet, at least for me in my experience, it's been the jumping off point, right? So so the author of Women Who Run With The Wolves she had written this beautiful sentence, which is, what is it within me that needs to die today so that something else might live? Mm. And I knew that there were spaces within me that traditional therapy was not going to be able to access. And I knew that I had trauma to deal with that traditional therapy was not um, aiding. Sure. And so, Wait, quick question for you: Were you in foster care I like was. I was? Yeah, I was too. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Nobody, that. you know what's so funny? Everyone's like, "You're so bougie, Rachel." Like, of course, you must have been born with a silver spoon. And I just, you know what? Back in the day, I just never really corrected anyone. I was like, "Let you." I don't have time to explain who and what I am yeah. to you, yeah. right? So think what you want because I speak this way, right? But you know nothing about my story. I mean, I was there from nine months to four, so wow. those are some pretty big years, right? In terms of bonding and da 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 da, yes. da and all these things that we're going to therapy for now, yes. right? Yes. But anyway, I doesn't interrupt to say that because I always thought that was interesting about you that we had the same birth, similar birth chart and then we're also in therapy but also 
with I don't I didn't have any connections in Hollywood. I don't know about you, but I just came and made no, it. No. You know what I mean? Like no. I did it without nepotism, and I want to pat us both on the back, right, for being kids who came up from whatever. Yeah, and uh, and that's the that's the thing that I I feel is, you know, I look at my life and I look at the fact that I am still here, you know, cause I was taken out of my, my home when I was two. Right. You were taken out. I was taken out by CPS yeah. uh, for, I was found in a locked closet eating peanut butter off a wall <laughs> and placed into foster care and then officially adopted when I was five. So you were from like two to five and then you were adopted by non-relatives. Yeah. By non-relatives. Okay. I was the, I did any, did everyone read her thing about reading, meeting her mom? It's fascinating. Oh, I thought it was you. so well written. Thank you. So interesting. And just, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, and it, I've been meditating a lot about story about my story about what that looks like how my ego can use it as you were talking about earlier to um stay in a victim stance or a real defensive stance and also it's a scorpio place to be defensive i think sometimes you know yes we I'm, move out of it as we grow though i think yes it's it's going from the scorpion to the eagle to the, to the, to phoenix. the phoenix yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but i also i said this to my friend like part of it is just that like i hate being misunderstood so i feel like i end up being defensive because i'm somebody's regurgitating back what they think i've said and they're not they're wrong and so i end, you know and i struggle with that so much and and the thing that I heard was it's the seeking to understand rather than seeking to be understood in this way, at least for me, where it's getting to have conversations with individuals where it is a call in versus a call out uh, and getting to advocate for self and be brave enough and feel courageous enough to sit in my truth with love and set a loving boundary. Yes, you I, know, with yes. this is this is this is what you missed. This is what I'm saying. Right, right. Because I also recognize, but saying in a loving way rather than a and sometimes that, yeah. and sometimes that's needed. Oh, and yeah. sometimes but sometimes fear is needed. Like when I I don't really do readings for other people anymore. But when I was one thing I used to say was because fear is so ubiquitous. Right. But it's part of us. We would never yeah. want to banish it. Actually, fear has saved my life a few times, hasn't it? Like I didn't get in that car with that drunk person. I didn't do that. Th I fear. But my question is this, though. Right. Is is that fear or is that well, that's gut, gut instinct. It's intuition. It's gut instinct. What we're talking about, but no, I, th I'm gonna. Maybe it's just semantics, and and our wording is different. But I yeah. do call it a little bit of fear, right? Because, because there's a gut instinct that this would be real wrong thing. Yes. For me. So I hear yes. what you're saying it's just instinct. Yes. Right. Yes. But. I think there's a part of me that because I'm, you know, devil may care. Sometimes I would be like, well, whatever. It's not in my best interest. But it's the fear that I could end up setting myself back or, mm. or dying in a car. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean by there's a layer of fear. And for me, and if you okay. see it differently, that's fine. That's just how I talk about it. But it's yeah, also no, I want sure. people to understand you can't banish fear, right? Like as enlightened as you get, 
you can certainly put it over there and I think be able to move it out and understand, oh, this is just fear. Like, that's what I always say. It's an old expression. Like, is this real or Memorex? Which nobody knows what that is because <laughs> we don't even have any of that shit anymore. But by that, I just mean, is this really your intuition yes. or is this a, mem- a fear reaction? So, yes, they are two different things, you know, and I say because I like to describe things as high vibe and low vibe. Um, you know, when I try to keep my energy high vibe and when you're talking about looking at our lives, I mean, me having to write up 22 memoir essays for this fucking book is I've had to look through my life, you know, and it's crazy because you're like, oh, that's a real fear steeped period or that's a this or that's yes. that. But it's been an unfurling. And yes, it's, yes, it's <laughs> it's been really good to do and make me go, oh, look at my ego here. Look at this. But it's the same as I said, we need you need ego. Ego's healthy to have. Absolutely. You know, Abs- and I ha- I spent such a long time fighting my ego. Uh-huh. There was such a, because when I, like my spiritual path, I I was always very inquisitive as a kid. And I was a kid that would get kicked out of religious education classes. <laughs> I was raised Roman Catholic. Oh, shit, you were. Yeah. I'm, I guess. Oh, oh. I was going to say something like, I'm sorry, but I shouldn't. It's just, I know it does a number on people, man. I mean, spiritual PTSD is a hell of a thing. I thanked my stepmother for not sending us to church. And she was like, that was your father. And I was like, good. <laughs> Thank my dead father for that then. <laughs> Thank you. Really? Because I don't have a lot of the hangups that my fellow brown people do about religion. Like, I don't have a Baptist. But I don't think I'm going to burn in hell. I may. I may not. Is there one? I don't know. I'm agnostic, I suppose. I'm more Jewish than anything, to be honest, though, because that's what resonates with me. When I, when I think about the tenets of it, they make sense to me. Whereas the first time I went to a Catholic church, I was like, oi, I'm tired of the standing and the sitting and the thing. Yes. But yes. ritual has its place, too. Right? That is that yeah. is true. It's it's uh, the rest of it. <laughs> it no, it's it, the dogmas killing people out there. We're killing ourselves over this. <laughs> this is insane to me. Also, you know what I love? I'm going to jump here for a second. What I love about you is you're not one of those, because you're very political online. And what I love is you're not one of those people who's uh, white people who's typed, I don't recognize my country anymore. Because I kind of love what Matthew Cherry wrote the other day, which is we do sign the blacks. We've been trying to tell you this shit forever so i just thank you for and i get that part of that is because you're who you are you grew up a certain way you had some challenges you're gay you have things that make you have to be aware because you'd be fucking we'd bitch slap you if you had all this stuff going on and you weren't aware you know what i mean like you had to be aware i'm sorry it had to happen in a hard way i imagine it was hard in the beginning you know because you were coming up in the night when you, what do you think now the freedom people have? You were very outright with your sexuality, but it was so different in the 90s. Even that, 20 years. Like, when you look at how free they can be today, isn't it kind of amazing that in such a short time? Hmm. <laughs> or are you tired of young, young, young people no. telling you how to live? Because no, that, no, 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 I get a little tired of that. Like somebody tried to explain, um, my 16 year old cousin put up a terrible picture of her tit, right? It was just awful. And I was like, listen, honey, if you're going to put up a picture of your boob, just make it beautiful. You know, I don't, nudity is beautiful, but it should look artistic. It should look like it should be in a museum. We were talking about art here. And she was like, you just don't understand. I'm fluid. And I was like, honey, first of all, you think you're the first fluid bitch that ever rolled around you think you're the 
first girl to fuck your best friend? Have no. you not read any Plato or any history or any anything? <laughs> so I don't like it when they explain the obvious to me, but I also understand the enthusiasm behind it because there is a freedom they have. And that's and and I feel it's it's I'm like, did I tell this story on here? Maybe I didn't. I like it's like I can sometimes barely remember my name. Um and I'm so ADD. <laughs> thanks for playing with me. Thanks for playing the game with me today. <laughs> but I, I went out to dinner with my wife and two friends of ours that are younger, that are... Oh, you're at the age they're, they're, they're younger than they're, you it, No, but I mean, because I don't want to disparage them and call them babies. Yeah. I.e. that... They have 20 years of experience. They have 21 years of experience. And I remember enough about being 20 and 21 um, to desire to be respectful. And, and, And that first night that we got dinner together, I was, fear was present. Okay. Fear was present. Well, I didn't find out till later. I had to, I, I went through this experience. So you're feeling the feeling. This but is important because people yes. don't understand that like you got to clock how you feel. If you're sitting somewhere and you feel really fearful, it's good to kind of clock and say, and, I'm feeling this. Right? And and also there's, but there's fear presents itself. I feel in many different ways when it's, especially when the ego is involved, where it's. <laughs> I don't know a, what you're talking about, Heather. I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> the physiological feeling of tightness but I don't know why I'm tight or skin or whatever it is that feeling. Yeah. And I, I'm fear anxiety too. Cause there's two different things. I think, you know, they're tied, but they're a little different. My personal belief is fear and love. That's it. From the fear tree, you get to have the branch of anxiety sure. for sure. I, I buy that. I you buy know. that for a dollar for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know like why I say that expression. Pain. If I had one, I would. I would. <laughs> That's like from RoboCop. That's not like a movie I saw 35 years ago and I'm still anyway. I, I mean, listen, movies <laughs> define us. They do. For sure. I'm a pop culture girl. It's true in the end. It's just who I am. But wait. So, okay. You're feeling so fear. I'm, but I, I don't recognize that. All I recognize is that. That the version of me that comes out with the, like, hey, kid, <laughs> like, I need to get a booze and a small bite. Like, you know what I mean? I become I like this now. late 30s, early 1940s broad. I do, I do smoking now. Smoking filterless hey, cigarettes. Hey, exactly. Hey, no. Like fucking Rosalind Russell meets Betty Davis. You know what? I am. I know what you're talking about because I'm very conscious of that. I, when I was a little kid, my I did eventually go live with my dad, right? And my dad, I would show him a picture I made, right? Here's a picture I drew. I'm seven. And he would go, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, you're doing that now, huh? Yeah, I remember when I was doing that. You're in that stage. So that's a narcissist, right? Who makes it about himself. But what it did is in the moment, right, was make, you know, devalued me, made me feel like, what's the point if I'm just in a stage, mm-hmm. you know, yes. blah, 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 yes. blah, all those things. So because I have that in me, I try to remember just because I meet somebody who's 21, don't fucking say they're in a state, you know what I mean? Because yes. they are. Trust me, you are. But you have to go. We are. I'm in a stage. So am I. I'm in a stage that somebody older than me is like, I remember that. Yes. So there's no point in devaluing any. That's what I meant by that experience with my dad. It devalued my experience. Yes. So I I am very conscious of trying not to devalue people. And and I, I, I didn't realize when I was sitting down at dinner, 
you know, like, and I, I said at one point, and because I'm like, okay, this margarita is helping. <laughs> And I was like, well, "This is before you quit drinking." Um, this no, this. Oh, because now you it, there's a ah, yeah, yeah. all right, there's, another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Summer. Forget that. You had a margarita. Um, it's great. Um, I had a joint, and I'm sitting at home having a joint at the same time. And and I'm sitting across, and I'm like, "Why are we here? What do you want?" <laughs> okay, but that's valid. I'm like, a, listen, I'm a fucking Scorpio. You're not going to get any fight. There's some nicer signs. You'd be like, oh, really, Heather? That's so mean. I'm going to be like, no, what the fuck am I here for? And, and because I didn't understand. <laughs> Why were you there, though? Well, here, because they wanted to get dinner because they genuinely like us. That's why. <laughs> so but wait. I was so, but I was so afraid and I didn't recognize it until the next day after I'd gotten home and I'd felt shame and I'd felt guilt and I didn't know why because I knew on some level that I hadn't behaved um in your highest in, vibration in, and, and that's okay because <laughs> I need okay, to have the, the experience way. of one to have the experience of the other absolutely you know so because you touched on something shame right I'm so big yeah. in like releasing shame yes. and I I like the tapping method for that too mm. I like lots of different ways because I feel like that is what traps 90% of the people, including myself, it's shame, right? We feel so much shame that we did this thing instead of forgiving ourselves or going- Absolutely. Forgiving ourselves and going, wait, wait, I acted like that, why? Why not? And, and so many people get stuck in, well, because they were, no, 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 no. That's for your first two months of therapy. And then you got to get over that shit and start talking about you. Yes. You know, right? Yes. yes. So it's not them. It's and when you go, why did I, Heather, act like this? Oh, it's because I- Yeah, and for me it was- it's the, I never think of how old I am. I don't. You're and, kind of ageless in a weird way to me, though. And that's like, what I used you to are, say when, though. When people used to ask me, and I feel the same way about you. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the, somebody would say, how old are you? And I would say, ageless and timeless. Yeah, like you, it's an, you have an age energy, you know, like an old soul energy, too. So that's going to make you a I grown up that. at a very early age, you see, right? And these these beautiful young women, what I saw was, oh, I'm feeling old. And it was the first time that I had a real pulse on the fact that I am four years clo closer to 40 <laughs> than <laughs> I ever I'm have so been. Glad that you like deciphered it down to that because it yeah. would have been so easy to just go, well, it's just because I have a little anxiety. And, and like, yeah, not no. you, but I'm saying a lot yeah. of people leave it at that and then they take the pill and don't worry about it. But I think the way to alleviate some of this, even if you are, uh, you know, a schizophrenic or bipolar or whatever, the way to alleviate a little bit, a little, little of the pressure out is to do this kind of work. Because I find some of my friends who have extra stuff going on, they kind of excuse themselves from doing the work. Well, I'm just like this. And I understand that, but I'm just old enough to be like, okay, I'm like this. And that means these are the things I'm supposed to deal with in this life. You know, it's not a matter of it's just what it is. There are some things I can shape and shift. And and I like that Always. about being a human. Always. You know? And I don't think it's just humans. Animals can do this too. I mean, I just... Yeah. But um, 
back to what you were saying about age, it's a tricky thing, you know, because my illness happened right at a point where I was fucking getting old. You know, how, how old were you? So I had finished my sitcom and I was playing, I always play 10 to 15 years younger. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. my last college movie. I was like, Rachel, you're 20,000 years old. I mean, <laughs> and I still could have played another one, right? But I was yeah. like, oh, honey, yeah. time to hang up the fucking, you know, cheerleader outfit. And that was a weird thing for me, too, because I was like, what does this mean if I can't play young anymore? That was a fear, right? Mm. And then, so my sitcom had ended, my character was probably 30, and I was 41 or 2. Okay. And um, and then I got sick, right? So it was, some of, here's what I want to say. Some of my biggest fears came to fruition, and those coming to fruition helped me get over them, yeah. right? Because... I spent, when I was a kid, my stepmother was an actress in the New York, theater actress, and um, very cold, but, you know, we get along great now. Very cold woman back then. But, um, you know, I, I, she had told me when I was very young, um, you know, you, you, if you don't look up to that actor or that actor, you know, when you're an actor, you just don't work for 10 years. You have your thing and you don't work for 10 years. And don't you know I recreated that, basically? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened yeah. to me, right? Yeah. It was embedded in my, my subconscious from her. But then I created it and then it happened because I thought as an actor, you know, if you don't work for a minute or a, more than a year, whatever it is, your personal threshold on that, you're dead, you die. And I did die, right? But then I came back to life. I think a bigger, better, faster version mm -hmm. of myself because now I'm more comfortable when I do go to an audition like yes. we talked about yeah. before. Now I'm like, fuck it. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for six million years. I'm pretty yeah. good at what I do. Yes. Maybe not everything, but I'm going to try, you know? So I like that about having to... Um, you know, it's like when you come up against your biggest fear and you think you won't survive it because fear keeps us stuck over here, you know? And if I hadn't come up against those biggest fears, I wouldn't have ended up, you know, selling a tarot book or exploring that again because tarot is something that always gave me strength in my weaker moments when I was younger or I just needed clarification. So I think sometimes when we are forced to confront the very thing we are the most scared of. Like even now I'm trying to confront, what if I don't ever find my dude? What if I am a spinster, a barren spinster? <laughs> That's scary to me, you know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. What is the fear? The fear for me when I really boil it down is, um, is I, I, that I won't get that love. It's not about like needing to be married or this or that. It's that I would like to experience that great love before I shuffle off this particular incarnation. Mm. You know, mm. I would like to have that in this life. I have not. Because, for example, from uh, I don't know why in my family we didn't say I love you and all these things. Right. It just was, you know, what it was. And um, so my friends now make me they force me, you know, and it's so uncomfortable. In fact, one of my friends, Cree, was literally like, you know, I called up my other friend and said, you know, I say I love you when I hang up and she doesn't say it. She, she won't say it back to me. And her other friend jokingly said, maybe she don't love you like that. And so my friend told me this and I was like, no, I do love you. I, I do love you like that. But it's a hard word for me to say because I've also recreated that when you said what's the biggest fear like my one of my great loves from when I was very young, we're still in great. We still are great, great friends. Um, we didn't say I love you, you know, and we had a great we were the deepest of lovers and he didn't say it to me. So recently I said, you know, you didn't love me. We didn't say it. And he was like, no, I loved you desperate. What are you talking about? You were one of the biggest loves of my life. And so I had to take that in and go, oh, I did receive love, uh -huh. actually, even yeah. though it wasn't the word, right? Yeah. Because I spent all these years going, well, they didn't say the word. They didn't say the word. They didn't say the word. Rather than going, okay, they didn't say the word, and that 
that sucks and that hurts, but comma, but we had so much love. So trying to appreciate, you know, things like that and understand it's not always going to be the way the, in the vernacular yes. I want. Right. Yes. But now with, with expressing love to people, I want to do that because when I moved to LA and everyone was like, I love you. And I was like, this town sucks. Everyone's like, I fucking love you. And I just, <laughs> all I did was like to say hi to you. And now you're like, I love you. It freaked me out. It made me very uncomfortable. You know what I'm because, saying? That Well, because it's not genuine. Right. And it's not honest. So now I'm trying to go, don't worry about that, Rachel. And go for the, the people you do genuinely love and connect. And another thing I've done, and I don't know if you reached a point with this to feel safe, was like, I don't actually engage with... Um, frenemies or things that like that you know i mean we have to work sometimes with difficult people but in my circle i i you know the the predominant theory is we don't talk shit about each other we throw roses at each other's back yeah. so if you're not around i'm like fucking hellers the best fucking she's so talented she's amazing and if i had an issue with you i would come to you directly that's yes. right and maybe there's a listen if you're all good friends you're gonna be like ah she fucking pissed me off but then you're gonna go to your friend right because that's to me the toxicity of this town Always. when we don't do these things and we aren't strong enough to say hey you know what you hurt my feelings there i love you but you hurt my feelings so i just want to express that so it doesn't ha it's all good to be it, it makes me feel so much more comfortable in myself. But let's segue back to the age thing, because I'm so intimidated. People online always talk about my age. And it's so hard for, it's like uncomfortable because um, on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad people think I look good. I looked every inch of my age when I was sick 10 years ago. I worked real hard to get my health back naturally with just natural foods. And, you know, I cried, remember holding my gigantic body, knowing how long it was going to take to get it back you know, and whip it back into shape. But when people talk about my age online, I always feel a little inadequate, you know, because I can't live up to that. Like the truth is I am going to be 53 this year. I have wrinkles. I have things. Do I have as much as some other people? No. But do I, do I see myself aging rapidly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a way that other people don't. So when they're like, it looks so young, I feel like I can't live up to that. Because what one of these days, you know, everything's going to really crumple and I want to be okay with that. Like I'm, I, I'm this, many years old i'm supposed to have some wrinkles people we're yes it's normal to have wrinkles like i don't like that beverly hills look of no wrinkles and just puff you don't look younger you oh, just no. look puffy i have i mean i've got the two massive <laughs> smile lines you can park a fucking rv camper like under my for smile sure line. i've got this so yeah you've got here. the ones that go subtle you barely see them but like me they go across and that's yeah, normal and the always... laugh lines are because we laugh you yeah. know, so yeah, I'm trying to remember that. I've always like, I remember when I hit town, someone said, um, Rachel, if you got a nose job, you'd actually be beautiful instead of cute. And I was like, I'm cool with what I got. I've always been a girl who's like, I got to do the most with what I have. In fact, I was really against plastic surgery for anyone until some of my friends were like, shut up, you judgmental cow. And you know, I know so many trans people that it's helped them shape who they are, you know, like how yeah. on our podcast, yeah. he's the one who really made me go, wow. You're right. I'm not, so whatever anyone wants to do is fine. Yeah. I just worry too, though, when we're again, as a woman who's over 50, right? I just want to say to the younger women, don't fear aging, fear, fear not growing into who you're supposed to be. That's, you know, my theory with that. I, I, I receive that completely. I, uh, I mean, the, the <sighs> you're also an actress in this town, though. Of course, we're going to feel X, Y, and Z. But here's the thing is that I haven't, I, I never played the quote unquote ingenue. 
You know what I mean? You mean the so, one I played for 54 years? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have that similar experience in uh, terms of... Um, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Because I was never the beautiful leading girl, but I was sort of... Uh, I say I was um, manic pixie black girl magic in the 90s. That's my name for it. I think, because in the end, I'm like, those characters were kind of manic pixie. They just yeah. weren't white girl manic yeah. pixie, you yeah. know? Um, but you think you're... You don't think you're... Um, Date, I mean, the, but, I, I, like Dollhouse was, that's an ingenue, is it not? But you're saying because it's like an outside it, character, it's yeah, not the cheerleader. Yeah, gotcha, like tr- gotcha. in the traditional, in the traditional vernacular of ingenue. That is to me one of the characters that stands out the most from indie films of the 90s, just yeah. so you know your character. It really is because it it was real, right? Yeah. It was really real about an experience that we've all gone through. Uh, I think most of us have gone through. But when I think of indie 90 movies, like that one stands out in my head so loudly. I mean, it was it was a it was an interesting time because uh, Steven Soderbergh was coming up at that time. The Coen Brothers were coming up at that time. Paul Thomas you Anderson was coming up. Blood Simple. I was like, oh my god, this film! And I saw it way back in the eighties because they went to NYU. So yeah, I you know I went to NYU, and so you keep up on your filmmakers. Like the Beastie Boys lived in my dorm. Like yeah. I remember them like waking up one Saturday and being like, shut up! So much in music in the courtyard and it's like everybody filming their famous videos now or rick rubin lived in the dorm it's just it, it's interesting how far everything has changed from the 90s but i'm hoping there's an indie film resurgence i thought because we all had these cameras in our hand yeah and you, you know it's so easy to shoot now that there would be why do you think there hasn't been i get like 9 11 and fucking superheroes but jesus mm. fucking christ how many times can we try to re you know this is this I feel that one is slowly starting to come. And within that, I think because people have such access, anyone thinks that they can be a filmmaker. And you're right. And anyone, I mean, and here's the truth anyone can be a filmmaker, anybody can be a storyteller and a writer. However, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be great. That doesn't necessarily mean that your film is going to be effective. And Agreed completely, because I, I think, and here's where I'm going to sound like an old lady, and I don't mind, um, you can stay neutral in the middle, but sometimes when I'm talking to people who are much younger than me, it's sort of like they create this one thing, and then they go, they it doesn't get the response they want, and they're crumpled, and, they're, and they don't try again. And if they only knew how many times you had to pick yourself back up off the floor, or I had to pick myself back up off the floor, and... I said this on my Instagram live the other day, just, you know, you have to keep doing it. You have to keep making the art until it's good. Very few people start off as Mozart. Everybody else is in between Salieri and whoever. And, you know, yeah. you have to grow your skill set, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it and and it continues to evolve and it continues to change. And, and I also feel as though so I do um, a lot of script evaluations, Oh, you give no, like I, notes I, yeah. on people's scripts. Yeah. So, <laughs> I bet you're tough. <laughs> I just got a sense of like. <laughs> Do you, well, here's no. Here's, you need to be tough with scripts. Yeah. I I have a, a sticky note that I look at, and I I had written a note to myself that said, "This opportunity is a gift. Don't take your personal feelings out on writers. Be." honest with love uh, and oh. and that's really what I do because here's the truth it's 
you know, if somebody has taken their their heart and attempted to put it on the page and they've completed a 70, 90, 115 page script and I read some doozies. I, uh, because I'm writing as well, I read a lot of scripts, right? I read a lot of the terrific ones because Mm -hmm. we learn from writing. You can out there, if you're listening, read scripts, you can learn. But I also read the bad ones too. And um, there are some stinkers. It's like they don't understand the concept of what they're trying to do. But this is is where I, I, I feel it really truly comes in. And it's with all of our quote unquote connection, we're that much more disconnected, not only from each other, but I feel also from ourselves and our own feelings. And being able to, like I had said earlier, when I read a script, it's either on the page or it's not. I either like emotionally and energetically resonate with it or I don't. And if you are literally completely surface with your feelings, or you don't know what they are, and they're completely up here in your head, and you're not willing to dig deeper to get to the fucking truth of who this character is, what their motivation is. Right. What, it, and I feel most people are are too afraid to do that, so they don't even think to do it. Do you think that's what it is? They're too afraid? Because I just assumed it was because they just, they didn't know a thing about... the you know, what they're trying to do here, which is write a, write a script. You need to know what the, you need to understand the structure and the things and how things need to unfold. And, and I'm not saying save the fucking cat, but I'm saying, understand that certain points need to happen in your script. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. They don't need to be formulaic, like the save the cat, which is a book, but you know, there's a reason that was successful because it showed people there were points to hit. But within that though, at the end of the day, all scripts are, it's about, people and their reactions and responses yeah. to situations yes you know yeah and and to life it's either looking within looking without how does somebody go on that emotional journey where do they end up well and speaking of what you were saying like a little bit of fear about four years to 40 so i i um the pilot i'm working on as well besides the book is um <laughs> it's my pilot is about you know sort of a grown experience and it's called last five fuckable years because that's really how i feel i was like the other day i was like oh my god i have like five more years and then i'm unfuckable that's not true it's not true but it is true it's of course it's I, not true. i don't want to be fucked forever right till we die we can die fucking but what i'm saying just is, don't fuck me when i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> no do not Please fuck me don't after i die that's I'm going to be cremated. Bit. No. We're, yeah, we're, we're cremated too, I think. Or maybe or, those natural burials where yes. it's like a pod in a tree. Like, yes, what the fuck? Exactly. I don't give a shit. That's actually what I desire. Yeah, to follow do. the good death and, yes. and look at her look at her stuff. Um, <laughs> but I digress. No, I mean, for of course I can keep going with that. But what I'm saying is the perception is. The perception is I'm a woman of a certain age and I already am invisible to a certain extent, which sounds weird because like, oh, here she could be the crazy hair and her thing. But, you know, as women now when I'm in the supermarket or whatever, they look the men look through, you know, they look through me. They're looking through me to someone younger than you. And in fact, uh, the last couple guys I've dated are all dating um, 20 women, 20 years younger than me with, um, with no directional career path. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I, ha- I almost tweeted and I didn't, but I want to say, listen, if I don't know who needs to hear this, but you will never be young enough, insecure enough, directionless enough, you know, or codependent enough for him or her. 
So it's okay, you know, yeah. walk away from, be yeah. happy. You're not in that because, you know, I could never be those things. I'm trying to, I, I it does sounds egotistical, but like I feel so much more fabulous now than I ever did. And I think I look better now than I ever did. Even when I get that to do of youth, right? It's so beautiful, but I feel better now. I'm healthy. I feel confident. And so I want to take those things into the last five fuckable years. That's just the perception of other people, you know? So it's kind of like a joke on it. But it is kind of how I feel because in five years... <sighs> it's challenging as a woman, even if you still feel energetic. Yeah. I worry about being, you know, I invalid, I suppose, right? At a certain point, because now that I am older, some of my ideas and things are invalid compared to what's happening now. I think I'm with it enough to kind of change with the times, can you, but... Can you expand on that? Well, by invalid, I mean... I don't... I think if you grow up as a Gen Xer like I did, you're a millennial, right? Ish, you're in between the Gen in, X. I was born in 1982. So I feel like it's like the it's the youngest of the Gen X or the oldest of the, the millennials. Of the millennials. I'm not sure. And I'm like yeah. the oldest of, of the Gen X. But I just mean things I was taught. Like I'll use my own specific example of, um, you know, when I was coming up, it was like, don't question any don't it wasn't not question, but it was like, Rachel, you know, things are going to be really unfair for you. So just suck it up and deal with it. And that's it. Like you are going to have to work twice as hard. You are going to have to do all these things and don't you know, that's it. So that's probably why people don't know my story about being in foster care, because the last thing I wanted people to do is think I was using that to dot, dot, dot. In fact, you know, I dated someone for a split second and then I told him, shared some of those things. And then he wrote a song about how I was blaming the system. And I was like, oh, that hurts because I feel like people like us who've succeeded, yeah. you know, come out of it. And by the way, I had real nice people I live with. So uh, in, I did. In, I was very fortunate with that. And I didn't even know I was in foster care, by the way, until about 10 or 15 years ago. My sister, my half sister, uh, my sister goes, you know, when you were in foster care. And I was like, huh? And she's like, yeah, you know, when you and your brother were in foster care. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, when you were in foster care. I was like, no, that's just when we live with those other people. Uh, <laughs> and and so egotistical at that as a small child I remember thinking why are these other people coming in and out of my room that's what I, you know because you're a kid that's what I thought but also I was still a kid not even living with my parents looking through the back of the New York Times you know in the real estate section on the weekends in the color Sunday section and I would go oh yes the place to get a castle is Scotland they're cheaper there that's, that's me as a four-year-old. So that's just who I was going to be, right? Yeah. Like an asshole with big dreams, no matter where I was coming up from. But um, so anyway, deciphering some of those things or that uh, being a Gen X woman and not having anyone, not having a mate, de deconstructing that. I'm still fabulous and a whole person without that. So when you asked about that earlier, it's not yeah. that that other person will complete me. Yeah. It is that that isn't, I like experiences. So yeah. I would like to experience what it's like to feel safe yes. in love. I yes. don't really know what yes. that, as an adult, and, I don't know what that's and like. And this is my... Romance. This is, yeah, and this is my first experience. And we so talk you know a lot about, saying, right? we talk that, a lot about feeling safe. I feel safe enough to feel unsafe. Right. I would like the luxury of all that. <laughs> it's not a luxury, but I would like to create that for myself where I can feel that because I have found, and maybe with your past partners where it was not correct, you know, I remember saying to one of the last guys I had a big thing with and we... We really triggered each other. I'll leave it at that, okay? Right. And I remember saying, listen, this is going to happen with two clever, intense people, right? Yeah. It's, it's not about this not happening. It's about how we deal with it. 
And this was a very, I think when people are bipolar, sometimes it can be very black or white. Mm. Not all of them, but sometimes, my dad is bipolar, by the way. I'm, I don't mean to, I'm not talking out of turn. I know people, you know. Um, so it, it just became, he couldn't get there. He thought, no, no, no. And then he started devaluing me, talking about, he's so, <laughs> I thought, I'm not a normal girl. None of this bothers me. Because he was like, you know, you have a lot of gray hair. And I was like, uh-huh. It's like, you know, when you're missing some teeth, you're missing a tooth. And I was like, mm-hmm. Like, none of that fucking kills me because it's the fucking truth. Yeah. I can deal with it. You know what I mean? But I was like, oh, now you're devaluing me and you're pointing out where I'm not, I'm not of worth. So and would it just come out randomly or would it be in response to something? No, it was literally, like- we're just walking down the street. It's like, you know, you have a look. it came it was like he was for, I think this is again it's I've studied this for my book it's personality types I mean I think it's more a borderline personality yeah. thing to split someone black and white to go from I love you and idolize and worship you to you are the worst person in the world I fucking hate you you know you've had dynamics like that with people right so that's a little bit of I'm not saying everyone's borderline who does that but that's splitting right because I'm someone who can see that I'm well aware someone can be a raging fucking asshole, but still be a good person, right? They just have maybe a temper to deal with. So that's the kind of stuff I try to be present with myself and other people. Um, But that's why when we were talking about releasing shame, I think it's so important because I know what people I know who are bipolar or borderline or whatever, um, whether it's friends or parents or whatever, it's the, 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 the shame pile, you know, the shame that's stuffed down into their lower chakras that, that blocks everything up. So for, for me, I say, yeah, I get it, but release the shame. I'll tell you what my big guilty thing is, though. Maybe you can help me with this one, especially when I was working a lot and making a lot of money. Um, and I listen, I love money. It's security, right? I mean, not like I love money. I love security. So therefore, money is super helpful to have that security, yes, right? That's what I mean about it. Cause it's not a love of money. It's a love of feeling safe. Yes. Right. Um, but I remember when I, you know, when I was uh, making a lot of money and I would go into the supermarket or whatever, I would feel so guilty and bad. And there's no reason for me to feel this way, but guilty and shame because the, the woman behind the counter was like my age or whatever. And, and I would just go, I, you know, why is it that I, I, ended up in this better position why is it i have but here's the thing too though right it's the question of who's to say that you're quote unquote in a better position i agree and but that's what i was going to say it was a little bit of yeah. ego on my you know it was a little bit of ego on my part absolutely to assume that but what i'm talking about is like you're an energy i'm sure you read energy too right mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is not like if i'm going to the store and there's somebody who's super happy mm-hmm. i'm not going to think twice probably yeah. it's when i I'm passing the money to someone who's clearly so sad or way down. Now it's presumption of me to assume what they're sad about, right? Mm-hmm. That's my ego. But I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to d- disseminate. Like, was I feeling that way guilty and bound because it's mine, or was I picking up the energy yes, of yes, the other yes, person, which yes. is why I like tarot work, right? Because yes. it's made me super aware that I bet you're a little psychic. Because I know I am. You know what I mean? I've always been able to pick something out of the air and say yeah. it to someone. In fact, you know, like I even the other day, I'm try, I got to learn to control it better because I was talking to my friend and I said some expression I've never said before. He's talking about his sister had had a really hard time recently. And I said, how are things standing with her now? And he goes, uh, she's in a wheelchair. 
So I was like, I've never used the expression, how are things standing? So I know I was picking, right? I'm yes. picking up on a thread of something. So I'm trying to use my powers for good now. But I've, I think I've always been very intuitive, even as a very small child. I was very intuitive. Now I get big hits from like, literally, I'll, this is my story. I tell people like I was picking up a samosa in Whole Foods and this little rustling, like sounds like this in the back of my, and it said, don't take the first samosa. <laughs> I was like, huh? And it was a, he said, don't take the first samosa. Anyway, got home and there was a bug in it. So, you know, that is my intuition and my stuff kicking yeah. in. And I'm trying to honor that a little bit more too, you know, uh, but it's hard to be open to that in this town because there's a lot of energy vampires I find. And so I have to lock it down yes. quite a bit or people come flocking, you know. I, um, I, I received that fully and completely understand. Yeah, I mean, I think especially when you're in the public eye, like you are too, you know, it um, people gravitate towards you, right? That's why I don't leave my house, except <laughs> to come do this. <laughs> you know what? I One of my friends dragged me out of the house this year, and it's actually been good for me, because yeah. I'm such a homebody. And from writing a book, would you yeah. writing? It's so easy to stay at home, smoke yeah. my weed, you know, I was going to say, drink, smoke my weed, drink my wine. I don't really, I don't drink, because I don't like, liquor just doesn't agree with me. But it's easy for me to kind of stay in my own bubble of of what I'm thinking and creating and doing and being. And so um, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to get out a little bit more because when I don't, I find that it might, I don't have ADD. I've never been diagnosed with it, but I do get this, like, I don't know what it is. And, and anxiety. And, uh, it's anxiety, right. And it's not a pit, ang- it's not the kind of anxiety that's a pit in your stomach, it's right? energetic anxiety. That's right. It's that's what I'm trying to anxiety. say for people. It's not, because I've had that anxiety where you wake up and you feel like you're going to die. It's not that. Yeah. It's just this kind of frenetic thing that I'm, obviously I jump around and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to learn to work with it a little more. Yeah. But when I've been locked in the house writing and then I come out, it's really yes. hard because I haven't talked to anyone all day except for you, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Is, I love is that. Is your wife a homebody too? No. no she she is. Yes. And, you know, um, I'm also very grateful that she gives me the space to learn things on my own. I think that's so hard to do, but it is the number one way to keep your partner. From what I've seen, again, like I'm I'm a detective, so I'll watch my happy couple friends to yeah. see. And one thing I've learned from all of them is like, you know, she knows what the right thing you should be doing. You know what the right thing she should be doing in your mind, but you have to let them figure, you have to let them do it, them figure it out themselves. Because here's the truth. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I can, the second that I think I know something, I find out I don't know shit. Well, it, you know what I mean? Yes, so, I do. so and I would that, think that's my only judgment about a 20 year old these days. It's mm-hmm. like, that's when I have to remind myself not to be like my dad. Cause I do remember when I thought I knew everything and I know that they think they know everything. And I think it's okay. You should, if you can at that age, when can you, right? Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the truth. You know, it's, it's, yeah, the older I get, the more I recognize that the only thing I know for sure is that I know nothing. Really um, true. Agreed. And by the way, when you were asking, like, what's some things a Gen X woman has to decipher? It's like when hashtag me too, when all of that came around, I was like, you know, it's interesting for women my age, because there's a little bit of like, 
I know younger women were, were looking to older women and judging how they were responding. And I was like, hey, hey, wait a second. You know, like we've had, we had to suppress this stuff for so long. We had to yeah. deal with it, yeah. suppress it, not talk about it. So it's taking some of us a little longer to unpack it because we're further away from it than some of the people in their 20s. But, you know, it was all very triggering for us. Like I was on the Cosby show set and when, when one of the girls came in and was like, uh, I went to his house and he, like I was there. I heard it all out of her fucking mouth, you know, and I've had plenty of my own experiences. I don't know one woman who has not been date raped or attempted date raped. raped. That's just the truth of being a Gen X age woman. And so it's a lot of stuff that we've pushed down, you know. And so, again, I'm not like some of the old baby boomers who are like, it's your fault if you go to his house, honey. That's fucking wrong. Yeah. But I was taught that by my baby boomers parents. Yes. Now, I agree, though, that I do not go to a man's house after 11 if I don't want to sleep with him. I, I, I see their point now. Should I be able to go and not be raped? Absolutely, though. But it's just it's stuff like that. I don't ever sit and look at someone and go, that's your fault. But I think but I so I remember back in like 1990 when the girl came into the Cosby show and said that I do remember thinking, Oh, God, I wouldn't have gone to his house at midnight because, you know, I didn't say that to her, but I thought this. And I cop to this in my book because I have to acknowledge that that's what I thought. It's because I was taught that, but it's wrong. You know, that's not correct. She should be able to go. And also, I wasn't taking and I was very young. I was in my early 20s and I wasn't taking in the imbalance of power. She's on his fucking TV show. He says, come over to his fucking brownstone. You're not going to say no because you might get fired. And that's that. So... And I think you as well, coming up in the 90s, we dealt with a lot of, you know, I- imbalances in these sort of things. In fact, some of my friends and I are like, gosh, you know, maybe we maybe that is what happened to our careers. Like we were the girls who it was clear we weren't going to blow you for X, Y and Z. You know, it was just you don't even have to know me and have me say that to know that's I'm not that girl. Yeah. So I, you know, we're one we wondered, like, were we cut out of certain things? Did we not get those jobs? Because because for all the girls, I always say this for all the girls that, you know, came out and talked about Harvey Weinstein. um, There were a lot of other girls who were wondering how their rent was going to be paid this month because they accepted the deal. Right. And I'm like, not even judging that, like everybody do your thing, man, you know, whatever you need to do. But that's the truth that a lot of women are do still fall under that. And in some ways, now that I'm a grown-up, I'm playing around more with um, makeup and my sexuality more than I ever did when I was younger because I was I was fearful that putting this out there would attract that kind of thing, right? And and it was I was just scared. I never... I, I also thought it was really easy as a woman. I thought, well, it's so easy to put on lipstick and push your tits up and get some attention that way. That's easy. Mm. Anyone can do that. And that's a bit of a judgment, too, that I need to unpack as well. You should be doing that at that age, but I kind of didn't because I just thought, it's easy. Anyone, like, every, we all have tits and we all look great. We're all, we're all 20 and shiny. Yeah. We're all so beautiful, all of us, you know, um, that that seemed the easy. I thought, no, I want to impress them with my brain. Sure, Rachel, except, you know, you'll never have that young body again. So I probably should have had a little more fun with it. But I think unpacking those sort of things or even with sexuality, I remember at 17, this girl saying to me, oh, well, you know, black girls, they fuck all the time. And that's all they do is they're easy and they're loose and they fuck everybody. So I shut, I certainly not repressed, trust me. But I know there was a couple years there where I was like, I'm not 
no, like you have to really work hard to get in this fortress because I'm not that girl who is going to fuck you because just because, you know, and all that was so silly because in the end, when I looked around, y'all white girls is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm just saying, you know, people do interesting things. And also, and when I was very young, I was shooting a movie, one of my first films out here, and we were... After, you know, we were just hanging out afterwards and um, I think we smoked a little pot and I was talking to the guys and this one other actress leaned over and go, why are you being so sexy? And that was my awakening to, oh, when I am feeling, because I'm not even flirty, I'm just me, right? But when I'm feeling good and in my power, it's threatening. And that's, and that's what I was going to say. It's the power. It's the power. power. But that's also why I think the craft was successful because it's about women getting their what power as they, and it's an analogy for sexuality, really the witchcraft, right? So I think it wasn't that I was afraid of my power. I've always known I'm a fabulous, powerful being. I really have. I mean, I I do. I think I'm kind of special. I do. I think everyone's special though, right? Like everyone has that. I was just aware of it. But I, I really did suppress that. And then if you're a black chick, frankly, who's playing the sidekick to uh, you're the sidekick to, to everybody white, you're not, they want you to shine, but not too much. Does that make sense? Like yes. you can't outshine. You know this because you, you played the black girl role. <laughs> Do you know ah! I mean? But you know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense, you yeah. did. Like you're yeah. the... You're in the main character, but you're the side, right? Yes. And so you, you, and usually, let's be real, sometimes the leads, I'm not talking about any projects we've done, but sometimes the leads are boring. <laughs> and you're there to be the, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To make yes. it more interesting yes. because you've got yes. a really pretty person over yes. there who's yes. maybe not as charismatic yeah. on camera. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm being yes. a fucking cow talking about this. But it's kind of true. When you're the sidekick, you are that. And um, I just was always like, oh, I don't I don't know how to maneuver this, you know, because when I'm really like this and feeling my oats and I'm basically called an uppity nigger and I don't like that, you know, like I don't like being considered that I'm uppity because I am confident in myself, yes. right? So I yes. think at this age I'm at now, which is an advanced age to be working on it, just trying to figure out like how to be me without being an asshole, you know, yeah. but, but feel all that is like, cause I'm sure you knew you were fabulous and special and destined for things. Didn't you? you no. Tell me. Come on, girl. And, you this did? Is, no. Really? Really? Not with those shiny eyes? No. Really? Not at all. Oh, I guess I'm the only asshole with the big No. <laughs> well, here's, well, here's the thing too, you know, it was. I, I always, I always, what is the truth? I, my greatest desire more than anything was to know God from the time I was a kid. And this like the, God, 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 God. Well, remember, I was raised Roman Catholic. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> and so I've being so I'm being told that I need to meet these thousand and one thousand and one conditions before I can gain access to God's unconditional Is that love. Part of- no, but I'm just saying oh, like that was your own mythology. an insane amount of conditions in order yes, to gain yes, access yes, to, to that to unconditional love. Yes, right? to re- be valuable enough to receive God's love. Yes. And and I had this experience where I was taught that if 
if I prayed to God and God thought that I was a good girl, then good things would happen. And if I prayed to God and I was a bad girl, then my prayers wouldn't be answered and bad things would happen. And I grew up in a very, very, very volatile house. So I would sit up in my room and I would pray and I would I would pray to the Virgin oh, Mary. When, when stuff was raging over there, yeah. you would go and so focus I would and pray. Go Which and, is actually self-care, you know, the fact that you did that. But here's the thing is that because my prayers weren't being answered, uh, because the fighting wasn't stopping, because the chaos wasn't ceasing, because I felt like I was walking around in a, an emotional land, yeah. an emotional landmine. Yeah, you know, I, I then started to wonder what I had done to make God so upset. And why, which was actually my problem with the secret 07, by the way, was that like, you know, Oprah and the secret and all that, because it was saying like, well, you just think happy thoughts and good things will come to you. Yeah. And so the, but the flip side of that is I must be a bad person. Yes. If bad things are happening. Yes. And that is yes. my problem with the yes. secret 07, not the ideas behind it, but that Americanized yeah. quick version. Yeah. It leaves you feeling shitty. And, and so for me, it was never, and I was also, there's this thing that that I really don't like that is said to adoptees, which is you're special because you were chosen. And it's no, in order to be considered special because I'm chosen, I also have to recognize that I wasn't chosen, that I was actively rejected. Right. You know, that actively a parent saying, nah, no thanks. Like, uh-uh. yeah. Um, that's not. That's not a good. And that's, that's not going to have serve you. And so, oh my God, Heather, like it's space, visual, something. I keep on eating this mic, man. Because um, <laughs> it's big and black and hollow. <laughs> sorry, Heather. Sorry. You, you. Listen, this is a safe space. Do what you will. There is no judgment. I'm so thirsty. It's insane. <laughs> Somebody, someone, please, someone date me. We are uh, taking anyway. applications. <laughs> You're, may may I just an intuitive feeling that I would have as to the kind of individual you would desire? Yeah, what? Or the one that I I feel in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd like really truly want, but are too terrified to say oh, this possi- is actually what I really want. Possibly. Um. And I feel like it's 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 honestly at the end of the day what everyone desires. <sighs> that there's a space. Yeah. There's space enough for you to be you. I mean, but but there's space. Yeah. That space held, but also getting to feel safe enough to let your kid out. To feel safe enough to Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And what that also looks like, I would feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> if I truly don't believe that I'm worthy of something, then I'm clearly not worthy of something. Well, something 
I've been trying to dissect is my avoidant behavior, right? Because I always called it, um, you know, there's a, there's a really good book people out there, at least the, the, the ideas, it's simple, but the ideas are good called Detached, The Science of Attachment. So it talks about- Yes, you, attachment theory. Attachment theory, yeah. yeah. So it talks about, are you insecure? Are you aloof? Are you this? And I tend to, of course, oh, I love an aloof man. Please reject me. Um, <laughs> it's guaranteed that you'll reject me. Um, or used to, I don't anymore. But um, I always assumed I was insecure, right? But when I really looked into it, I was like, no, well, sure, sure, insecure, sure, all those things. But avoidant, that's what I am. Yeah. You know, I'm avoidant because in the end, if I don't put myself even in that situation or I keep picking, you know, people where it's clearly yes. never, yes. nothing. Yes can come of this then that's avoidant behavior so i'm you know i'm trying to dig into that and be more open to different um different types of people too that i wouldn't because i think if you're still stuck on only the visuals right yes. you're fucked yes. i mean you it's just it can't i mean some people get lucky and that works out in the long I term for them fuck out you did oh yeah I you, she's I, like oh my wife is beautiful i mean she's the most fucking stunning woman i've no, ever fucking seen in my fucking oh, life please. You have to be attracted Fuck. to what you're attracted to. Like when they were talking about Keanu Reeves being lonely, which isn't really true, but I was so thirsty on the Twitter thread. I was like, I will make him. I, yes, me, 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 me. In fact, wait a second. What? In fact, I was driving next. This was years ago in yeah. Santa Monica. I was in my car and I looked over and there's fucking Keanu Reeves in a Porsche. Oh my God. And smiled. And then I was like, yeah, don't follow him. True. So I had to like, t like what I said in my thing was like, I feel like I died. I lost a Time Lord life because I died because he smiled at me. And then like, I had to remind myself, like, don't follow because, you know, I'm Scorpio. I got boundaries. You know, I'm doing yeah. the crazy chicks shit. Yeah. But I don't know why I think he's so, he's so, that's just looks alone. I've never met him. Right. But he's so, to me. He's a lovely, he's a lovely dude. He seems he's, like it. He's a lovely and dude. And he's got some flavor. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I, as I grow older, you know, it's like, I need some flavor I'm, I'm, in there i want this to be, i feel like this is being put out manifested <laughs> yeah, i'm like i'm gonna talk universe. about it i don't care if it sounds thirsty <laughs> like i i'm i'm so desperate for you to go on a I date like with we Keanu can talk Reeves about now. motorcycles how many cc's books you publish them um you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> like, we know so does every girl in town uh but those are the things i do actually to keep myself from it's like, like that's silly right that's a silly thing to be thirsty about someone like that but you know what when i talk about it it's silly and it's fun it makes me vibrate a little higher right so that's why i engage in something like that but let's say i'm saying for people out there listening if you you know let's say you really love someone right and they've rejected you but and it makes you feel lower and lowers your vibration to talk about them then then that's when i do something that i is just cognitive behavioral therapy really but like if i'm like oh my god i can't believe this person want me i'm so i'm so rejected i must not be worth, worth anything i go wait 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 let me catch that thought i literally picture sending it away like a fucking softball and then replacing it with another thought you know because that's just for me works in training the brain so that by a week later or three weeks at the you know max then then the thought comes in as soon as i start to think i must be so shoot it replaces yes. itself yes. you know what i'm talking yes, about of course Absolutely. so but that's because you've done a lot of therapy and i think when i talk to people about this they're like no and i'm like listen no it, it, going down into the i must be the worst person in the entire world and i suck so hard that's not real either so it doesn't really matter if the other one isn't real either right like i'm just trying to balance the scales out if one is i'm into horrible and the worst person ever then i can go i'm fucking fabulous and i deserve oh you know and i deserve what i am looking for or Again, I like to be grateful, like we started this off by saying, like, sometimes when I get in that space, I'm like, I can't believe I can't. I go, you know what? Thank you so much for this lesson of rejection here. 
because I am learning and I, I, I am even like the thing I had last year was really painful because it was someone I'd like for a really long time. We'd off and on. And instead of coming back from this experience and going, that fucker was such an asshole. It's not about that. It's about saying, wow, I was really triggered and they were really triggered by this. So I can't worry about what they're going to do. I cannot. Even in any correspondence I had with that person, I never once said, you were an asshole, you were a dick. I simply kept it at, I'm sorry, I behaved like this. Because that's all I can do is yes. cop to my own shit, yeah. right? Yes. And even little things, like you, we're both people who've been in this town and business forever. And I still take time to say, I'm really grateful I have laundry in my house. Amen. Because I remember back when I was young and, you know, having to take it to the laundromat. It's horrible, right? I'm grateful, even though that's like a given in our world that we have that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> girl you first of all get you a Roomba <laughs> yeah get you a Roomba and then you know make do these little things that just make your life easier that's so funny you don't have laundry in your house how do you live you well, send it we, out don't no you? we live in an apartment building we have like a coin operated oh, but you have it in the building we have that's like fine. in the building that's like you don't have to take it outside your building yeah no um, no which I'm I am very very grateful for yeah but that's there's always been even, laundry in the building even that like you're right it's not in your house but yeah. I'm I'm grateful that I you know that okay so like three inches of my hair broke off because I used a product that anyway and I realized how much ego I had you have hair you know you got say ego wrap maybe you don't I don't mean to project but I realized how much ego I had wrapped up in my hair because it was <laughs> so pretty and it was and when it broke I just I was like Rachel uh you're really grateful you have some left yeah that's the truth because yeah. you know a lot of it had come out from the product and broke off so I'm grateful that some of it stuck around because that's so much better than going it's so unfair what who cares that's just ego right it's just and also i i would say what would have really have had me upset about that is i would be upset with self in the sense of well why did you trust that this product would work blah 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 da 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 da, da. and and more appropriately, I would actually be pissed off at the people that had given me the fucking product. But, here, but see, here's where where you're right, except here's what I've learned is like, I, I like to science shit. And what I realized is like one mm. product is, you know, this uh, coconut oil breaks my hair off, like splinters it. Okay. It might work amazing for you. Yeah. You know, but for me, it doesn't. And I didn't, yeah. I, I am at fault here. I did not read that this had coconut oil in okay. it. It's my fault. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm so there you go. Right. That's there where you I feel go. like a victim because I'm edu uh, okay. What I did is I put okay. the product in my hair, braided my hair up for a couple days yeah. too. And when I took it out of the braids oh god oh you got you oh, know I'm what can so you imagine sorry. can you imagine the pain please thank you because her head of hair is absolutely astonishing but you know what i think is really interesting and funny because all i got <laughs> I, I i god like what is wrong with my face nothing is wrong with your face <laughs> it literally is i used to walk into walls when i was a kid i had really bad spatial coordination oh, yeah, yeah. which i think is also from my time in the closet literally oh, maybe um maybe <laughs> and figuratively <laughs> but your character in the craft started yeah. losing her hair yes you don't think i thought of that actually well, i don't know i know all of this stuff like you think about when it happens you're like oh my god maybe maybe i'm being cursed and the hair's falling out but again you just try to breathe through it and yeah. i remembered that i must have needed a little ego lesson 
right? Or something. I don't think we bring it all on ourselves, but since it did go away and I, I did have to deal with my ego in yeah. that, what I thought was, oh, okay, I know I felt extra ego about it because I am sort of known online for, for my hair, but also um, as a woman approaching a certain age, it just made me feel sexual. Yeah. Hair is fertility, right? It represents what it represents, you yeah. know, is just health and virility and all of that. And so, so that's really what I was mourning, gotcha. you know, is that. Gotcha. And then once I, I break the thoughts down like yeah. that for myself, yeah. I think it helps me stay out of, you know, like the, it's so unfair space because that is, I would say, here's where I'm a judgmental old cow and need to work on it. Like sometimes when I'm listening to really, you know, young people, it sounds like, there's a bit of a victim space. Um, and I know this is something I'm working on, uh, uh, deciphering, but you know, I see a lot of young people going, I've had the worst life ever. I've had the worst ride. Nobody's had it harder than me. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a diamond miner somewhere and we shouldn't even get a one-armed diamond miner who say, no, but you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not laughing at them. No, I know you're not, but I really mean that because there is someone sitting somewhere and they might even be happier than us here because, but here's the, here's the truth though, right? Because on the other side of that, when we were, there's always going to be someone that says, I had to walk five yes, miles yes, up yes, hill yes, to school both yes. ways in the snow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I had to wear bread bags on my but feet. But that's why because... I don't like it when the young, I don't like it when old people are like, oh, I had it so much worse than you. And I don't like it when the young people are like, man, nobody's had it worse than me. And I'm like, I, I hear you because that generation does have it tough. But I know Gen X, you know what I what, what my generation heard, heard was, you're, every year in school, what I heard was, you're the dumbest class I've ever taught. I have never taught a stupider class. <laughs> I'm serious. Every year. Even I remember thinking, it'll like clockwork. Wow. Go ahead and tell us we're fucking stupid and we're not going to do better than our parents and we're wow. never going to. So I had enough of an ego, by the way. Like, I'm a kid who didn't want to be. It's not that I didn't want to be a kid, but I just remember, like, I picture myself with a cigarette going, when am I going to be old enough to go to Hollywood? <laughs> Ah, seriously, because I knew from a very young age what I wanted to be. And what I remember crying myself to sleep one night because I had watched a Hardy Boys episode. And I was like, I can't believe I'm not in Hollywood yet. Watch it with, with Sean Cassidy so I can be on this show. Like, I was 10. And I knew that, like, I just needed to get old enough to... And I left my house at 16, you know? I was like, I just... And in the end, I wish I had enjoyed some of my youth uh, better. But so, do I think I had the hardest life? No. And when I listen to other people say they had the hardest life, it's just, it's a, the hardest life right now. I, even that I could deal with. You're having the hardest time ever right now of anyone? Yes. But the hardest of anyone ever, especially when you're like, you're a white chick and you're talking to me how you went to your school class in the car you got. Fuck off, honey. You Not that money makes it have a better life. But I was like, how can you say you had the worst life ever when you're talking about your... I don't know these these the, the fact that your parents you know uh, paid for college or loved you enough to, to you know give you braces or whatever. I'm just sort of like... I don't know. I don't know who's had it the worst, but I'm not trying to play that game. You know, I, I it's not the tragedy Olympics. It's not the tragedy. I mean, did you ever play that game when you were younger? I mean, I'm, out of it? I'm I'm absolutely sure because I feel like that we're feelers. And when we're feelers, it's it's a little easy. I think when we're very young to go in a victim space, Do you know what I mean? Like it is. It was for me. I'll say that like 
it's not, it's a little not fair that this is happening, but I always had the wherewithal to go, it doesn't matter if it's not fair, I just have to figure out what to do. And and I know it's never, it, it's if A is where I am now and B is the destination I'm going to, it's never A to B, it's A, Q, W, C before I even get to B. So I kind of knew that going into it and that's helped keep, keep me balanced, I think. I don't know. I, w- I wonder what if I'll be able to maintain the equilibrium I have now once I start acting again more. Because it'll yeah. happen. You know what I mean? I think I'll start acting again more. And I just hope I can keep that equilibrium. Because I'm, I'm going to admit this to you, and I'm a little embarrassed to say it. I remember, I'm not surprised I had a break from Hollywood and everything, because I remember saying to a friend, um, maybe 15 years ago, like, I don't know, like, you know, there's, there's nothing to do. But And it's not that I thought this. It was the world I was in. There's nothing to do but go to lunch and shop. How fucking lost do you have to be to say that? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And also, I feel like we were in a, that 15 years ago was a very different time. That's what I'm trying to, it was a time of juicy couture, all this stuff that was so, so superfluous yeah, and, it was and the height of Yeah, it was that, it was the height of... It was like of getting, capitalism. That's right. It was personal and all that stuff was becoming. So I felt lost during that time period is what I'm going to say. I didn't because I didn't feel like a matching velour tracksuit was going to make me look good or make me feel happy or whatever it was. But and I, I remember only saying that it's not. Yeah, I was dulled out. I think I, I let myself get a little dulled out. And so, so having a little distance, I was also in the beginning of a severe hormone imbalance, which I didn't know. And if you know anything about that, it's sort of like having a a bipolar a little bit, having a mental something because you cannot feel happy. You cannot, I was waking up and crying all day long and I was just like, I guess I'm crazy, you know, and it felt crazy, but it was really just, you know, a hormone shift. So I understand, I feel so, I I don't know, I shouldn't defend who I was and I feel so stupid that I ever even thought that though, because it felt like, well, you know, I guess it's like go to work and then go to lunch with this person because it's a business thing. And then I don't know, I guess everyone wants to go to shopping. So I'll go do that. It just, it felt so dull to me. And so I think um, I needed this time to come away and be like, yeah, no, if I get another show or whatever I do, I will now use my powers for good. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you you have been. Oh, thanks. I mean, thank Rece- you. Like, I, I ask you to, I ask you to, to receive that in the best way that you can. Okay, thank you. Yes, I could learn a page from you with that. The way you say I could receive that, because um, quite, quite often I don't. Like, I remember someone came to me to apologize about something, and I was like, yeah, no, it's fine, because I kind of, I, I could understand why they were. It was fucked up the situation, but I could understand why, right? And and uh, someone said, no, Rachel let them this is for them to receive because they feel shitty and you don't have to just say it's fine it's fine like receive this and i'm trying to (laughs) trying to receive all that and like i said i like who i've grown into i suppose i'm a little curious how it'll gel uh with what i'm doing because at the age i'm at i'm like am i supposed to put on a gray grandma wig and you know like absolutely not. <laughs> because absolutely not. I, I think the right thing will come my way that's what i think and for actors out there young actors out there listening i want to say like you just never know you go in and have fun like for example the one job i did do i i went in and read i knew the casting person for better things who had thought of me called me and it was a cold read they don't give you the sides right and it was a friday and what I thought was good. I don't have to stress about this all weekend. Fine. You know, like yes. you know, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, yes. Because otherwise I would have sat yes. and obsessed over it all weekend because that's how my mind works. Instead, I was like, I'm just going to write my book. So th- 
then I went to the cold read and everyone was trying to really memorize it. And I went, I'm a, I'm a quick memorizer. I do a, kind of have a photographic memory, sort of. But I was like, I'm never going to memorize this whole thing. So I'm just going to figure out what I want to do. And at one point, I was supposed to do an Italian accent. And we cut the, like, uh, cut. And the caster goes, your accent sounded German. Now, I could have crumpled or died. And I was like, oh, my God, I know. And, and, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Should we do it again? And she was like, no, it was great. It was, because it's not about the fucking accent. It's And I booked the part. It's not about the, the Italian accent, is it? It's about... Do you know what you're doing? Are you engaged in it? And that show is so well written, it's kind of impossible to fuck up the dialogue. Like, you know. I so I think for me, that was a perfect job. It's also, it's, I think it might be the first time I played my own age, too, yeah. which was weird. I was like, oh, we're grown up ladies and we're talking about <laughs> menopause and grown up things, which is weird. But I love that opportunity. So I look forward to more like that. What are you working on right now, by the way? Oh, gosh. Um, well, this podcast and I just had a movie. I had a movie come out called Stuck and I'm getting ready and I'm getting ready to direct a congratulations web series thing. And then I think I'm doing another movie in July. Yay, we like busy. I started a Patreon, by the way, where I'm doing, you know, just general health and tarot stuff. But hopefully with what with, I want to take that, if mm -hmm. it has a following and do a web series with what with the money. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Put that absolutely. into equipment and things like that. Because like we were saying way earlier, there's so many things you can really do yourself. You can shoot and do if you know what you're doing. Yeah. You do. So what's your web series about? Um, it's not mine. It's someone else's. And they're oh, just gonna... having me come in to direct an episode. Yee, yeah, cool. they're on season. They're on season two. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. it'll be it'll 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 be good. And, and really just um, looking for projects for our production company. Oh, and also um, creating a show with my wife. Yay. which is at the very beginning stages of the development process. And yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> I feel as though I'm going through a transition and I don't... And, and more is being revealed without me being very precious sure <laughs> about what I think it needs to be because the truth is I don't and really at this point in my life I feel like the only things that I'm really after are the internal I'm after joy yeah I'm after feeling safe feeling in my power like feeling sexy and just getting to be and just being like, use me, show me where you desire, where you desire me to go. And then I get to listen. Motherfucker. Goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> what, but, what do we need to paint these mics to make you make you happy, young lady? I mean, it what really, is it we could do? <laughs> it, it really is just I just I just forget. And I meanwhile, just, I'm like, what are you talking about, Heather? What? what what's, what's wrong? What? What's <laughs> up with me? But you know what? what? I'm supposed to do with this mic? I would love to if you're open. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what is the truth. I, I do this. Um, 
I'd love for you to give me a reading if you're open. Oh, sure. Do you want me to pull some cards now or do you want one like uh, off camera? Because that's either way. That's that's up to you. I'm going to pull a couple now. I'm not going to. I'm going to pull a couple now. Um, and you said so you are not giving readings anymore well, to I, the general public. Like I, I needed that apprenticeship, frankly, yeah. reading. I needed that apprenticeship, frankly, uh, because I had always read for myself years, you know, and my friends, but I'd never like uh, done it for people yeah. in exchange for money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like yes, I've never yes, done yes. it. And I was supposed to play Marie Laveau, who's a, you know, voodoo priest. Wait, so, is that not happening anymore? Oh, that fucking director. Um, it kind of fell apart. This a great script. And then it fell apart, which is so sad to me because it was a, it's a biopic. It's not like a horror yeah, movie. Set in, Louis- set in Louisiana. Set in Louisiana. In fact, that's why I went to do research there last year. And it's part of, I said, where would Marie Laveau be if she was here now? And I was like, well, she would be, you know, yeah. doing this. So it was a really good experience. It gave me so much more confidence with tarot because the one thing about tarot is there is no right or wrong necessarily. There are interpretations though. And there is a right way to listen to your intuition and a wrong way to try to bend it towards what you want it to say, you know? that's and that I feel is a, is a good question right because when you were talking about being in the supermarket and hearing that rustling and then hearing that don't buy the don't buy the first one and then you did and then you were like oh well here you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I used to pull cards a lot more than I do now right and and I I feel for me that I would be so fear would be so present, well, especially when I would do it for myself, because I'd be uh, like, if I had a question that I really wanted to know the answer to. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm a big fan, actually, of spreads. Why? Because rather than just pulling, I mean, I'm a fan of pull a card a day and using that energy. I do that on my Instagram stories I put up on. But I'm a fan of spreads for people because uh, if tarot is the key, then the spread is the roadmap. Yeah. So it'd be like past, present, future, mind, body, spirit. Because what happens is if we just start pulling a bunch of random cards, doesn't it start to get confusing? And Yeah. And I would always have the spread, but I'd always, but even within the shuffling i'd be oh afraid i'd be afraid it. as to like oh no is like my says, worst thing but gonna see, come that says to me uh well that's fear right yeah, because you're sitting there in fear about what what uh, yeah, but yeah it yeah. also says to me that there's not to be all up in your business and when when you first started that it's like it's almost says to me that you knew something wasn't quite right that you were carrying yourself in a way and that the cards might show you does that make sense? No, that that I I am picking up what you were putting down. <laughs> Absolutely. And and also I I feel as my Oh, look at the card. I'm going to let you pull one too, but look what I I'm sorry. I just I pulled this while she was talking. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's perfect for her. Uh, you know, for any woman, any man, any divine woman, feminine. but it's divine feminine. So that is exactly kind of what you said where you're yeah. at, isn't it? Yeah. And that's a major arcana too. Yeah. Like in, a, in this deck has a few other cards, but we know in a traditional deck, there's zero, there's 22 major cards, zero through 21, the fool through the world. And I think Joseph Campbell does an amazing job at breaking down uh, the myth and, and the hero's journey, yeah. which is the tarot, right? Yes. It's all in there. So um, this is beautiful because... I said, even from when, and uh, you know, I met you a couple years ago and you were so lovely then, but your energy is more centered. It's it's less 
up here yeah. and I need to start doing what you do, which is take a moment to think and gather myself the way you'll stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll mm-hmm. take a few seconds to just think I'm going to start doing that because that mm-hmm. that would work for me, too, I think. But what I was saying about your energy is your energy is more down. Oh, maybe because you have a wife now and you're getting laid on a regular basis. But you're, you know, you're your chakra. I can really feel your energy is grounded yes. in a way. Yes. And maybe that does come, too, from like dealing with your mother right and having gone through that and all those things mm-hmm. but what would you well, let's do a gen- all right we will okay. do a full one we'll do a general all right. so do me a favor and um it's just going to be general but just think about your yourself and your life that's what i say to people we don't even have to ask a specific question you know uh i do a modified celtic cross spread that i got from the mother piece tarot workbook it is a beautiful spread it's round and i think it gives a fuller picture and so let's see focusing not yours i'm like not my energy your energy (laughs) all right do me a favor and split this stack into we're gonna go for three piles and then stack it back up any way you like do you have a specific hand preference nope you can do whatever you want some people some readers do have a specific preference for these things i'm gonna let you do okay what, what is comfortable for you and then stack them back up any way you like, whichever way you like. So now for people listening, you know, it's interesting. I, when I do for myself, sometimes I don't even, I used to cut them into piles religiously, you know, I don't really anymore for myself. But yeah. the reason I had you do it was I just felt intuitively like past, I'm not doing a past, present, future spread for you, but I felt like, oh, from your past to where you are now mm-hmm. to where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked three for Beautiful. her for some reason. It just felt organic. Okay. Uh, so let's see. All right, hold on. I got to put my mic somewhere where I can still be heard. So Page of Pentacles. All right, I'm going to lay these all down first, and then we're going to talk about them. Um, this is a deck called Serpent Fire, I it's believe. Beautiful. Yeah, I Yeah, I've discovered her, I think, on Instagram. It's kind of a cool deck because one of the first decks I used when I was young was... Um, 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 Voyager, which is collage deck from back in the day. I, I use different decks for different moods, by gotcha. the way. You know, and and so what mood is this? This mood is, I think, just general collective consciousness with okay. a slant to feminine. Okay. Uh, I've just been drawn to this deck lately. Okay, so... What I do when I read, by the way, is first, this is just for people who are interested in tarot. I look and I say, what, what's, the, what's the major energy here? We've got some wands. I got wands over here. I have a pentacle in the middle. I have another wand. And, and the reason I'm saying this is if you know tarot, you know cups are water, mm-hmm. which is emotions. Yes. Water reps emotions. Wands are fire, energy, our inner fiery life. Dis are practical yeah. things. Um, and uh, what's what's the last one? Swords, swords air. air, mind. Of course, of course, I would forget that one. <laughs> um, it's so true. <laughs> so here's what I see. Yes, that um, we've got the page of pentacles, right? Uh, so there's a message. I'm not sure if you're waiting about a job or or something like that. Um, that's coming up. Uh, uh, and quite often, it could just be information about it. Because I see the reason I asked is she's got nine of cups in the in the middle of this reading is page of pentacles, nine of cups three of wands. So I just look at this and and I'm picking up a little bit of her energy and I'm like, oh, there's something. Maybe you're waiting to hear about some kind of job thing, uh, opportunity that's going to take you to something else and something in, in a capacity. 
I don't know sure if it's directing, acting, whatever, but you've already experienced whatever this is. Like you've already directed before or whatever, but now you're going into this with more knowledge. Because mm-hmm. what I'd like to say is the two of wands compared to the three of wands, right? People get confused by those cards a lot because they're very similar. I would say the two of wands is maybe like how I was when I was 18, like I'm going to take over the world. Three of wands is... Uh, slightly older, like, okay, I tried to take over the world. I stumbled a few times, but now I actually know how to do it. So that's what I mean by you have some really good experience. Underneath that is three of cups coming together in a really good way. Star above you. You know, there's you got a major arcana hanging above you. That's the other thing for readers out there. I say, where are the major arcanas? Now, interestingly enough, she's got some major arcanas on the upper right side of this reading and the fool. At, at the other side. But I'm also going to say it's interesting. You know, Three of Swords so is coming up. Now, that can be a slight disappointment in something. So what I will say is something is coming through for you work-wise. If something else doesn't, like, be, it's okay. Mourn it. You're allowed yeah. to mourn stuff we don't get, yeah. right? But I think in the end, it's fine because where you're heading is Four of Pentacles, more financial foundation of security. And the Fool, I know, right? And the Fool card, which is a, a new beginning, I think, in fact, it's some reason with this, somebody also, somebody with money, 10 of pentacles around you. This is a card of someone around you. So this could be an investor. Like, I don't know if you're courting an investor for something in terms of, um, I, I don't know whether it's your own film and this. But what I think is interesting about this is you've got two of wands, star card, hermit, and the three of swords kind of cresting on the top of this reading. So it's interesting to me because three of swords, people will go, oh, that's, you know, it's usually the heartbreak card. I don't really see this, you know, because you seem real happy as the heartbreak card. But what I do think is, because you have three, 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 you got a lot of threes going on in here. And what I see is like, you, I, let me ask you a question. Do you, you don't seem like someone who ever gets a little envious, jealous, do you? Oh, I do. Oh, we're Scorpios. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, I, I think I'm better with that than I, I used to be. I don't actually get when jealous When I feel anymore. it's unfair. Ah, okay. So I think what I'm saying when I see a little bit of this, what I'm saying, there might be, you yeah. know, like we work in a business where that kind of feeling is prevalent yeah. a lot, yeah. right? So you may come up against that in the next like little bit of time uh, in the week. But I, I wouldn't, what I see here is things heading heading exactly the direction you would like them. It's just a matter of if something comes up that throws you a little off your game, mm-hmm. the advice is don't completely hermit away. Okay. That's there's the hermit in this position of hopes and fears. So I, I don't know. It's almost like a little sense of um, when you stay at home in your homebody, you know the difference between being a homebody and isolating, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. you do. Yes. So I, I just see that right there. But I also see, like I said, strong foundations, someone else coming in with the money. So that's a big general reading. That's how I would kind of do a general reading for someone. I would Beautiful. also break into it. Uh, I break it down more. Yeah. That would take more time. You have Ace of Wands, by the way, in your in your recent past, which is... I love that card. Ace of Wands is fiery energy of life, sexuality, all that stuff. Like for some reason with you, I keep seeing grounded in like, I really feel like this soul, this is opened up for you in so many ways, this lower chakra for you. And you read cards. So let me ask you a question. What would you read this as? Because I see two majors here. I see a major here. seems like it's more day-to-day. What I see is more day-to-day stuff. Don't freak out if something, um, again, and it's not even like something about work. It's really your own energy, though. You have more wands here 
than than a lot than swords or whatever. So it's about maintaining your own energy, even if something necessarily. And the reason I asked about jealousy is. You have a bunch of threes here, right? Mm -hmm. You're so in love with your wife. So if you see her talking to someone, don't flip out. Oh, no. Not like a date. Like she wouldn't obviously step out. But it's like if you saw her talking to someone else, would you get jealous? Okay, good. So it's not about that. That's what I started off saying. It was more about work stuff probably than it is, you know, your your romantic situation. But I was like, all I see is like, don't, don't. Don't don't stress too much because you've got all this ten of pentacles energy coming in. And when you have the star card above you, people like to read that as like, I'm gonna be famous. It's not about that at all. Mm. It's about, you know, releasing stuff back into the collective, you know, releasing some of our emotions out so we can heal. That's yes. part of the star card is yes. very much about healing. But it's yes. also about hope, you know. It's also a very hopeful card saying, you know, of all the things you've traveled and all the roads, all the little roads you've traveled and big roads you've traveled to get to where you are. Yeah. Like I mean, that's why I started off saying, pat yourself on the back. Like, don't you ever feel like, Jesus, fuck, I did it. I will, I I started this practice of writing down my accomplishments for the day. And some days it's something as simple as I brushed my teeth. I oh, took a shower. Do it even for the day. Yeah, I'll do it for the day. That's and I hard. haven't been, I haven't been religious with it. Um but I will write down all the things that I've done for the day because it is very easy for me to work, 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 work. Right. And not really feel like I've gotten anything accomplished. <laughs> and then I will berate myself. Uh, for- oh, you know what, though? Okay, because you said that. Then, the, then I see the three of swords is just be, your habit of berate, breaking your own heart. With oh, bar- yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Like, because I was like, huh, it doesn't feel like envy or jealousy in a relationship, but it's there, so I'm not going to ignore it. Yeah, you know, like that's what I mean by you got to read the cards that that we see. And when I also see this three of swords with the hermit hovering above it, it's like right. So just be present for us Scorpios right now during Gemini season, you know, which is not our thing <laughs> always. That um, if, if you do, just be gentle on yourself because I don't. We'd hate to see you hermit. We'd yeah. hate to see you hide away when you do not need. You know what's interesting? It's A, the the vantage point is interesting. And I know we've got (laughs) to wrap this up. I'm like, we could seriously talk for fucking hours. I love getting to communicate with you. I want to do another reading for you off camera and all that stuff too, whenever you want. Because we could really dig in because a reading like this, like it's so glib, but we could talk about it forever. So this would be considered the quarant, right? Yes. Okay. So would this be considered... The head and this would be considered the heart because yeah. I, because I don't. Oh, absolutely. Modified Celtic <laughs> cross and your intuition is spot on. This is why I like this spread even better than Celtic cross. Heart of the matter world mm-hmm. around you. Right. Okay. And there's so many different ways to read because of this shape across. Triangles. So this is this is what I would think then. And again, I don't I I I am not as educated as you no, and intuition. You can't yeah. be wrong. But I also but I. I I okay. So this is what I would say then. <clears throat> feeling safe enough to let myself have these feelings. Um that space is being held for said feelings. Yes. That I'm going to be developing a new relationship with money. Yes. 
especially because it's the page, which it's there's like a childlike energy. Spot on. Nothing can be built alone. And that's why we have teamwork. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> that the heartbreak actually ends up getting to be one of the greatest gifts. And this is why. Because all I can think of right this second is the alchemist and um, finding one's pyramid. Absolutely. And getting to remember with the journey where I've traveled because this, the three of swords is inside the pyramid. Yeah. See, she's, and she's, what she's doing is looking at these cards, right? Yeah. And kind of, and riffing <laughs> off her own intuition also coupled with the images on the card. And the yeah. other thing about the three, I want to point out if like, if you notice this person is facing towards the left, right? So some of this stuff, is it okay? Do you mind? Yeah. Oh no, of course you're going to some of this stuff. I like to look at sometimes and you know, the figures on different cards will face all different directions. Right. But interestingly enough, this one's facing towards the left. Right. So holding a space, like you said, for, so it's not new heartache. It's looking at the past. Yeah. Right. She's not, she's looking and the mirror. That's right. And the mirror of, oh, that's the see, reflection. See, what, see, this is beautiful what you just picked up. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, in a, when we have a disappointing things or things we don't like, it's so easy to go, well, it's that. <gasps> they did this or they did this or they did this. And really, this person is looking at their own reflection and part of it, right? And holding space, like you said. Go ahead. This is why I started my Patreon, though, because we talk tarot and then I'm going to do like a, I think a tarot class as well. But right now it's just talking tarot with people to get them to start to notice the details, like you said. Four of Pentacles. I, I don't know. I'm like. As above, so below. Yeah. Um. Well, and this is, but by the way, if anyone's yeah. interested in learning tarot, I say as boring as it is, start with the Rider Waite because yes. it, it, it just, it, it's, you're starting at the basics. It's like learning music, right? Yeah. You're learning a language, start, because if you started with this deck, it might be confusing for a yeah. newbie. It's a yeah, complicated absolutely. deck, but if you use the Rider Waite, then it's much easier to see what the four of pentacles actually means. Yes. And for people listening, like we said, pentacles is money and earth, right? So if I or if I know numerology a little bit and in the book I've written up, like what does one through ten mean? Right? Four, four, four foundation, security, right? Mm. Um, so a basis, a solid basis to start things on. If yes. I go solid basis to start things on, and I, and I know that's what four means, and I know pentacles are money, well, when we put those together, you don't even have to look at a deck, and you now know that the four of pentacles has something to do with you building that solid foundation and i also get from talking to you more yeah. maybe listen you're, you're breaking out you're branching out and you're starting to do your own stuff yeah. there's good granted there's always yes. a little bit of fear about yes. that and will i be able to Ab be solvent so. and it's because it's expensive to shoot stuff and we're also used to other people producing it and giving us the money for it right yeah. now we got to raise our own or do whatever it is so yeah. what i see here is just just it's not even like uh, that's fear of that. I think again, keep releasing with the star above you, right? Yeah. That's about if you notice on the original Rider Waite deck, it's almost it's an angel like figure 
pouring a pitcher and the pitch into um, into the water, right in the star card. And so that that water again symbolizes releasing those old emotions back into yeah. the collective consciousness. Yes. Right? So that's where we're at right now. And if there are any worries about that, which there's not very much worry in here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hope. Nine of Cups is a wishing card. Whoa, I really want yeah. this yeah. to yeah. you know happen. And yeah. uh, and like if I had to do a two second reading, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you've got some really great stuff coming. You really want something good to come in. Don't just be careful of when we let our doubt and our fear, right? Yes. And then, like you said, hold space. Yes. Hold space for that feeling yes. because we have to feel it. But also remember that sometimes things are just a feeling and you've come a long way in your your hermit crone's journey in life. Trust yes. how much you've learned. Yes. Also, I think you already know how ready you are to be the big director, you know, like you are, right? Do you see that? Because I know for myself as an actor, I used to fear doing other things. I thought, oh, I can only be an actor, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you have that same fear, but I actually... No, I, I, I have a, like, and I'll talk about this with you off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the problem with tarot reading, but I, right? You start to get into people's shit, which is why I don't really like to do them But you know, I'm and And here's the truth, is that, like, you know, I, I will share more about it at a later date publicly, but I actually have, I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck yeah. This makes complete fucking sense. And this is perfect. And this actually isn't something that I need to be afraid of. Because here's the other thing, too. The box is open. Yeah. Meaning that you can see in the box. You can see in the box. You could also get out of the box. For someone else, let's say we're dealing with actual romantic heartbreak. This is just saying, oh, you could turn around and leave that box. Right? Um, But that's, I I will interrupt to say, that's partially why, like, people offered me, um, somebody wanted me to do a reality show on Ted, and I was like, I, first of all, I'm an actor, and I like the written word, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but second of all, it's not conducive, really, because we are talking about inner important things, right, that we don't necessarily... Yes. We can talk about general things, but we don't want to give people the specific details, and so that's why I don't think... It's uh, the last time I did a reading when I was being interviewed. And I remember the little girl, inter- little girl, she was like 18. Eek. Oh, my God. I'm such a, it just happened. You become okay. an old lady and you it's say okay. stuff like that. But so the girl's interviewing me. A couple other people from her magazine were there. And all I saw was a real big work opportunity and blah, 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 blah. And, blah, 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 and she was like, mm, 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 mm. and then she later she was like, yeah, I couldn't say yes because that was my boss. And I, I was I am going to leave. And I got da, 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 And I was like, oh, right. OK, so this is why. I don't like, I get that you, but I don't yes, like doing this because I then you. I feel stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm wrong. Oh, I yeah, really, no, no, no. You know, there's, interpreted it wrong. There's nothing, there's, but we'll talk about like it. you said, there is no wrong way. There is no wrong way either because, right, this is what I'm seeing. And if she was to say, no, no, I see some, and I would go, no, then you're right because that yeah. is you know, what your intuition is leading you towards with these cards. But again, what I like about this reading is we have healing. Also, I I said, pay attention to the spreads because this position of the hermit, that is in the hopes and fears category. That is not, if the the hermit was here, Mm -hmm. that'd be very different. I'd be like, are you locked down a little bit? Are you staying in your house too much? Right. I'm not saying that. That's in the hopes and fears. So the hope and the fear is you'll be able to hold the space if you dot, dot, dot. You will be able to because again, if the star card is you know was here in the outside influence and that would be different but i believe you know each position is telling its story so this is you this is 
you know, what's going on. And this is sort of something that's a little bit of a current around it yeah. that could be helping or hurting. Hindering, yes. You know, yes, yes. then like you said, intuitive, you know, this is your root consciousness. The card below you, above you is what you're kind of picking up on or sending mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Recent past, recent, fe- you know, like it, it yeah. sort of makes sense. And again, what I like about this spread, which is the mother piece spread, you can find it in the mother piece work uh, workbook is I can read this card from left to right. Now I can say, here's the through line of you, ace of wands, nine of cups, three of wands, three of swords. That's leading you this way. This one is going north south. There's a square here too that can be read. There's a triangle of the star, the fool, and the ten of pentacles. Yeah. If you start to see the patterns yeah. within the spread. And when I see that pattern of the triangle, which is star above her, which is so it seems to me like I don't know if you're kind, not like things were were, were uh, not great, but it's like almost like you maybe you're still now processing and healing from like pre-wife or some of the situations that maybe the 15 mm-hmm. is still being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not like you're still processing that. But above you is this beautiful healing energy, right? Yeah. Over here is money, attracting money, 10 of pentacles. And then over here is the new beginning with yep. that new money. So yep. it kind of says to me, just like on a, on a glib way, some of the healing that you've done around that, to going yeah. that low, yeah. 2015, right? And the healing around it yeah. is actually going to yeah. pay off big time. In fact, you know what I get for you is like, if you ever... Um, not like I get, because she, Heather could do whatever she wants. But do you ever watch that British show, My Mad Teenage Diary, My Mad Fat Diary? Oh, it's so good, Heather. It's so good. Okay. It's uh, it's English, so it's different than our shows here. It's about a very AKA it's about better. A heavy scent teenager in the nineties. Okay, so you like it on the nineties tip, but also, I mean, what I it was based on a, a, a journalist's teenage diaries, and I just for some reason like it's not like you would do a show like that, but like I just have a feeling. I got you. You know what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. That there's... Picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's something to be... Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. Anyway, anyway, she's like, I'm already on it, Rachel. No, right. no. I'm <laughs> so excited to fucking talk with you off air But yeah, this. yeah. So anyway, I'm going to like actually put these away because... And I'm going to let you pick one more and then we'll oh, wrap it up because okay. I've been talking to Heather forever. Heather's probably like, Rachel will never leave my no, studio. That's not, I, I love this. I always just... Here's the truth. Like... I know that most podcasts are like for between 40 and 60 minutes. Yeah. And when I like when I first started this this journey, I was like, listen, some of my interviews go an hour and a half, some go two hours, some go two and a half. Like let the conversation go where it's gonna go. Yeah. Right? All right, here, pull just any one card from anywhere in this deck, and then we'll wrap it up on that. So, you know. But you'll have me back sometime, right? Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay, what is it? Oh, I listen, I like Knight of Wands, and you had some wands <gasps> in there before, right? In your other one, and um, yeah, don't what I say with cards too is ignore the uh, sexuality or the gender of the person on the card, right? It, it just why it looks it, like both. Well, yes, there's that too, right? Which yeah, the masculine, like, feminine. That's what I like about these newer decks, right? Yeah. Is that they do incorporate all these things in. But no, I'm just saying, if you're a reader out there and you get Knight of Wands and you go, that's a male, don't worry about that. It just means it's just a little bit, you know, more mature, stronger energy yeah. than the page, right? Okay. But I love this because it, it, first of all, like you said, it's that duality energy. If you notice on this particular card, they have the lions, right? And the lions reminds me of the strength card, doesn't it? Like yeah. that we have overcome some of our, things we are able to control right our 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 animus and my and and deal with our higher and lower self and meld them a little more is what i see here yes it's also someone who's about to 
really go after what they want. I mean, here's here's my intuitive hit, and we'll talk years from now about this, but I just feel like whatever it is you're about to do, and it's not even the web thing, it's, it's something else that's bigger. It's going to be more successful than anything you've ever done. And this girl's been in trilogies and shit. She's been in movies that have sequels. I don't have any of that. She's been in big, th- she's in huge things. So I'm saying, I think this is your thing. Your time, yes. your thing. Does I, that make sense? It's it's not the smarter than the the lead. I'm not. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your. Does that make sense? Yeah, this. It, it's all, it's it's all about your thing, right? And I love that for you because it also says to me it's not just a business decision. Pentacles. It's not just an intellectual decision. It's like I have to do this. Yes. This is the next evolution it's of you bigger as an than artist. Me. Right. And I think as as actors and performers and artists in this town, right, in the end, I feel like almost everything I do, everything I do is leading is my life is art. You know, yes. how I lead my life is art. So this is the synergy of that. You're already doing that. I know that. But I see the synergy of that for you. Um how do you read that now that I've babbled on? <laughs> oh, man. I talk a lot. You're, I, 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 I love it. <laughs> I I'll say a. I appreciate your patience with me, by the way. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, what's interesting is that a lions have been making frequent appearances in my dreams in the last few weeks. Really? Yes, and so if that this was... is sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, this is what I intuitively feel. <clears throat> That the holder of all things, the knower of all things, that nothing is all black, nothing is all white, that there is an equanimity between the polarities, and that I, I'm safe. And I am taken care of and I am protected. And I get to see that the lions are sitting in the foreground and they're just chill as fuck. No one is <laughs> roaring like the male lion looks a little less attentive. And I mean, looks a little more chill than the female lion um, who I mean, it's like the mama just like always on the lookout. And there's like a feistiness to her more than the male like the male seems like a big gentle giant and which I like that you said that considering you've been like get this big black dick of a mic out of my face the whole time <laughs> this is like yes there's gentle male energy that's not aggressive you know, you know what I mean that's, that is safe I mean the only thing that's <laughs> aggressive is my face um like and and I I I'm also like oh then like whatever it's fine, <laughs> um, but I also like recognizing that if you look, the male's eyes are closed, this guy's just kind of chill whatevs, and the female's the one that's keeping watch. I love that you you understand how to parse these cards, you know, because it is a language, right? So when she is looking at these little details and putting them together, 
that is the story of terror. Now, someone else could look at this exact same card, know all the same things, but be be upset maybe yeah. that, that the male has his eyes closed. Like they're going to have a different response because of what they are going yeah. through. And that's kind of getting in touch with your own yeah. what intuition. How Absolutely. we read them is going to be different. And what I see also for the Knight of Wands, like I said, Knight of Wands is about expanding. Wands are about expanding your energy out. So for yes. the girl who is an actress and knows how to expand out, but then goes back in when yeah. she goes home, which you are. This is about, yes, but finally that balance yes between expanding out i'm gonna encourage you to go out more i hate to say you got it i do Done. i do i'm gonna encourage you to leave do you know what's so funny i'm going out tonight good i'm going to a have you ever heard of this it's a a a music list dance party oh my god wait is did kate comer invite you to that it's no my it's, I, there's gonna be a tall tall black girl who's like six foot seven or eight or nine there say hi to her she's what my is friend her name Kate. again she's okay. my friend Kate. she's an actress and she sent a thing out about that and you're so you're gonna go tonight it seemed like like here's how i love that you will do that because i'm the kind of scorpio that's like that's my nightmare to be in a i'm so oh. i get so oh i have the crowds. elaine oh i've, I've like literally that's, i've got <laughs> oh yeah on, on top of it is like i'm a black girl who doesn't have that much rhythm it's so hard for I me. I have rhythm. I just, I just. I, know, I bet you have rhythm. Um, but I'm uh, like. But, but you don't mind doing that in front of other people. Like, I just. Let's always. I notice I asked you the same question about ayahuasca, right? So I have a thing about it, which is you did it with other people. Yeah. Like, I don't feel safe yeah. with other people. Oh, I just. God, I'm going to go home and contemplate that. <laughs> that, 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 is a, that is a good contemplation. For sure. I and I mean, like, honestly, thank you so much for fucking like coming on here. Oh, I wish we had. Yeah, no. And so and will you come back? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Will you Especially come back? when I have something to talk about, because really we were just chatting and catching up with each other and stuff like that. But I appreciate that you like so much because we had talked about or, you know, DM'd about doing this before. And I am in the space of my life where when someone whose energy I really like and want to connect with ask me something, I say yes. You know, I say yes. And when it's someone like that, 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 that old kind of energy I'm leaving behind, I say, no, thank you. You yeah, know? And exactly. so this was really perfect to catch up with you. And I realized for the audience, you couldn't really see the cards. Maybe some of you who are just listening, but um, hopefully that spurred your interest enough to make you understand that it's not just tarot cards aren't just like, does he love me? Does she love me? It's, yeah. it's, you can use this. Like, it's a whole story. You can use this, right? The story to yeah. suss out what's going on in my inner self. So anyway, we could babble about this forever, but thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening, watching, tuning in, all that beautiful stuff. And we will be back in the next week. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.